It's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com. I got the keys, so I just come in and you know, music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's face. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, you know, you wanted to play a little game instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider-Man number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the road like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. Know why? Because we're going to help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. To my left, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin. Jay. Hey. On the line, he is our Intrepid Cub reporter. He is next in line for the cowl. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. He is, in fact, Oz. What's up, bitches? <laughs> On the line as well, he is the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum. He's a nigh-invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Right on time. <laughs> And our friggin' special invited guest, making it happen tonight. You know him. You love him. He is the All Games Editor-in-Chief, Derek H. Well, for now. We'll see. (laughs) As for myself, my name's Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Um, Sometimes it's sweltering in my friggin' little one-bedroom home. Sometimes it's hotter than your mother's snatch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, we should not make any references to the temperature of my mother's vagina. That's number Not one. yours, the royal year, like the audience's mother's snatch. I just, I just don't like the whole idea of like keeping track of vagina temperatures. Like, we well, you have to. Yeah, I don't have to do that. You went to Catholic high school. like You I have did. to do that. I did, and I know. That's how you not knock girls up. I'm not, I'm not Catholic anymore. And that's why. That was the main reason. Don't you didn't want to keep track of people's snatches? Well, not the temperatures. I hate saying snatch. It's just so dirty. It doesn't sound like you hate it. It sounds <laughs> like you kind of love it. No, I, I actually hate it. It's a medical term, really. But 
I, I hate it, but it just sounds so funny. It, it's like, hilarious. It like it makes you laugh and cringe, or at least it does me. No, no, and, I'm right there with you. And you know what's worse than Snatch? Oh, Snatch Lips. Oh, he's right. Damn it. I didn't think he could get much dirtier than Snatch. Like, Snatches sound dirty, right? Don't they sound like like a clean vagina can't be called a Snatch, right? Like, you don't want to fuck it if you call it a Snatch. Jay. Or you do, but you devalue it. Right, Jay, if... <laughs> but you devalue it. <laughs> Jay, like, if you're if a chick came up to you and was like, hey, she's fine as torment, but she's like, hey, Jay, come get a piece of this Snatch. You hit it or no? Yeah, I like snatch. Oh, damn it, Jay. You would, you dirty bird, you. You're a dirty bird, Joe. I mean, I don't How think it's about... that bad sounding. Well, of course you don't. You. Well, that's because he watches porn of women getting fondled against their will in subway trains. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, I just like the term monkey more. Hey, guess what? It's like, I'm right there with Jay. If a girl wants to show me her monkey, like, I don't think I want to see it. Guess what? Who the I, hell calls it a monkey? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Oh, well, no, that's because you don't, don't lift, listen to enough hip-hop. <laughs> I thought he was going to go a totally different direction. With no, that. no, no. J- Jay is absolutely right. Like, I'm not going to hit it if you call it a snatch. But I'm definitely not going to hit it. You have a much better chance trying snatch than you do monkey. If you call it a monkey, I'm nowhere near that. Well, I know comic, in, uh, comic books have really changed in the past few years. I blame Image. <laughs> I blame that's, image. That, that's that Matt Fraction boy. <laughs> Look, Sex Criminals. I'm pretty sure this is Sex Criminals number 15. Look, we're, we're going to be writing the afterword for the na- next trade paperback. <laughs> it's going to be this conversation just transcribed. <laughs> oh, you don't know. In fact, I'm going to transcribe it and just send it to the letters column. You don't. <laughs> know how happy it would make me if this cover like it doesn't even have to be the forward or afterward to any issue of sex criminals if it makes the letter page that would be i would think the crowning achievement of fantastic forum <laughs> I, i'm actually you better get me this archive fast because i'm going to transcribe it and put it on the blog no it's a it's a like here's how you know it's going to be done because derek h is the one that's actually recording the archive so you know he'll he'll it will tell Derek to upload it to the Google Drive and he'll do it because you know Derek is a good guy. Yeah. Like that. Just so the audience knows, this motherfucker Larry, I love him to death, but just as hard as I love him, I hate him too. I made a mistake. He I said five seconds of silence as an archive. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I thought I did the right thing. Okay, it was a tough time for me. Okay, give me a break. I had just come off a of comment on. It was tough. It was. Mentally draining. Yeah, I had real tough. Art before that. Give me I a... remember that episode. It might have been the right thing. Speaks. <laughs> I thought. I thought. I thought I had sent. I, I thought I was being a good soldier, and I had uploaded the archive dutifully that night. And I was like, winning the game. You know what I'm saying? I felt good about myself. And then Moses sent me a text message like three days later, like, you know, you're a son of a bitch, right? <laughs> he didn't say that in the text. But I thought you subtext. I, you know, I, I know Moses well. Like, I know, like, Moses, Moses and I, we were definitely friends. Like, yeah. Mo knows that we're friends. Yeah. But Mo doesn't realize how good of friends we are sometimes. Like, he doesn't realize that, like, I might be Moses' very best friend. I might be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I was, think so, too. Yeah. So, no, somewhere I in the corner, his wife has, like, one tear going down the side of her eye. No, it's Okay, it's okay. That's his wife. That's a whole different relationship. And you know, I'm, don't get me wrong. 
for those of you that get married and you've married your best friend, God bless you. And you're full of shit. I don't think the majority of America mar- marries their best friend. I think most uh-huh. most people say it. Well, it's legal now. But <laughs> I think a lot of people say it. I don't think a lot of people, if they really examine the relationship they have with their wives or husbands, would realize that you know that's not what a best friend is. Like I'm, I look, I, I married I, my best monkey. I oh my god, see <laughs> see what he did there. The sad here's the sad fact of the matter. When I picture Amber dancing like a monkey. When you say he married his best monkey, it's like that sounds better than if he said I married my best snatch. Like that sounds better. I don't know. That's the one snatched her up. It's the best. <laughs> it's the one time that monkey beats out snatch when you put best in front of it. Because you say I married my best snatch, that sounds really dirty. It sounds like like you're a pimp, and that you have like a lot of women to choose from that you could have picked from, and you're like, you know what, that snatch is the best snatch, <laughs> and you're like. You know, I don't know why. I don't know how you decide which one is the best snatch. I don't know. It's like it's like choosing from like bruised fruit, and you're like, I put the best bruises. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. Like I understand that if you actually have to rate the bruised fruit, one of them is gonna stand out at top. I understand that. But what I'm saying to you is, ideally, if you're gonna pick fruit, you don't pick any bruised ones. You pick from some that are like fresh. Oh, because I'm Mexican. We go with the picking fruit example. Yes, maybe. No, no. I just I I thought that was the the proper metaphor. Oh, I forgot they picked the fruit too. I just think of them like selling it on the freeway. (laughs) I forget you guys are picking it too. Yeah, sometimes you guys are industrious. They're 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 very. Where's my cotton shirt? Very hardworking people. But anyway, this is fantastic forum. We got a great show for you today because we're going to talk about Ant Man, and we're going to bring you the latest in comic book news, and we're going to talk about whatever else you guys want to talk about, and we'll do that in just a moment. I'll tell you how it is you can get in on the conversation right here, right now. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank. Uh, our sponsor, Jeffrey Co- Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. All you have to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. Word. You can go ahead, get comic books sent directly to your door. All you have to do is let them know what you want. Make sure it's a $10 minimum purchase, and they will ship comics anywhere in the continental U.S. for the low, low flat fee of $5. So give them a call at. 310-538-3198. If you're not much into single issues, guess what? Jeffries has trade paperbacks. They have graphic novels. You can do either one of those. In fact, if you want to go ahead and purchase three, you can match a fantastic forum, and they're going to give you a fourth one for free. So give them a call at 310-538-3198. You can do that right now, in fact. Uh, also, if you want to get down on a fantastic forum, you've got a few different ways to do it. First and foremost, uh, we have our Skype line. Skype is the free internet soft phone. You can get all, no, like, you can get all your comic needs met on Skype. That's a, that's a lie. That's a lie. You can get some of them because you can call us. But I don't know about all of them because I don't know if you can just call random Skype numbers and get comics sent to you. But we should look into that. Damn it. I might have I just made a business. <laughs> well, if people bought comics. <laughs> so, um, but no, you can go ahead, call Skype. 
Uh, put Fantastic Form into your contacts, hit the green button, and right now you would be the sixth member, the sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Also, we have the All Games chat room, chat.allgames.com or allgames.com slash chat, where you, can, where you can go ahead and put your comments into chat. We will take them out of there and bring them in to our show, um, such as Tiger Claw, who says Mary Young, Captain Chaos is here. Uh, is that Captain Chaos is here? He can call into the show to talk about Ant Man with you guys. Captain Chaos, I encourage you to do that right now because we're going to talk about Ant Man in like seconds. So you should call in right now. Um, but yeah, any of you that want to talk about Ant Man, because I mean, I'm sure that we're not the only ones that have seen it. And I mean, I know, and not everyone on the forum has actually seen it to this point. I actually almost saw it on Sunday. I believe you. I believe you. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about who saw it, who didn't see it, and why uh, in just a moment. But you should join that conversation by jumping on Skype or jumping into the chat room and let us know what your thoughts are on Ant-Man. It it only came out this past Friday. So, you know, kind of keep it pretty spoiler-free. You know, we're going to stick with our usual tradition where... Uh, since this is just the the Monday after the weekend it debuted, there's some people that may have wanted to see it that didn't get the opportunity to for a number of different reasons, and we don't want to spoil the movie for those people. But next week, <laughs> next week, we will have a no-holds-barred conversation on Ant-Man and its implications and reverberations throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So you guys should prepare for that uh, if you're listening and you're, you're on the fence about seeing Ant-Man and you're a fan of Fantastic Forum, you should just go ahead and see it because we're going to talk about it in all its glory next week. But we're going to talk about it to a degree right here, right now, because, you know, like I said, this Fantastic Forum, we talk about comic books and such and comic book-related stuff like Ant-Man. So let's go. Uh, Jay, you saw Ant-Man. Yeah. What did you think of it? I thought it was fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little sad. Like, it seems like we're getting to the point where the Marvel movies are less good than they are fun. But uh, they're less good. Like, you should explain that statement. We're at the point where the Marvel movies are more fun, but less good. Right. Well, I mean, like, Iron Man, like, remember Iron Man? We saw Iron Man. We didn't know we wanted it. Well, you didn't know you wanted an Iron Man movie, but it encapsulated <laughs> the character like so well, even though it was different, like it just felt like Iron Man and it has throughout um, Captain America has felt like Captain America throughout mm-hmm. um, and this kind of just continues in this vein until you get to Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. where okay, this is not feeling like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's still a fun movie. Right. Where I feel the same way about Ant-Man. It's like, this doesn't feel like Ant-Man, but it is still like a fun movie. And I'm kind of thinking like, that might be the new vein where, you know, we start getting these, we stop getting these like really good, really close to character movies and Mm -hmm. we start getting just what's fun now when you say that it doesn't feel like ant-man do you feel like 
it doesn't feel like Hank Pym Ant-Man or does it not feel like Scott Lang Ant-Man? Um, because I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know that you, you you definitely know who Ant-Man is and, you know, have have a leg up on probably 80 to 90 percent of the populace as it regards to Ant-Man. But at the same time, because I know you and I've, I've been a fan or a friend of yours and, you know, and a fan of Joe's <laughs> for a while now. I know. I mean, you're not like a big Ant-Man fan. So does it does it feel like not like the Ant-Man, you know, or does it not feel like Scott Lang? Does it not feel like Hank Pym? Does it not feel like Eric O'Grady? Like wh- what Ant-Man does it not feel like to you? Um, I think uh, Hank Pym, the Hank Pym is off. Got you. Um. The Hank Pym is off. Part of it has to do with the fact that comic book characters don't age, and part of it is. <laughs> I well, I mean, no, I hear you on that. You're like, old man Hank Pym seems a little weird because it is weird Cause because because he was just young, leading Avengers Academy, right, and teaching them everything, even though he's been around as a founding member of the Avengers since the '60s, right? right. I hear you. I hear you. No, I get. I get where you're coming from with that, right? But uh. Yeah, like, he just feels a little off. And especially since he's at the point, you know, because I recon like, in the comics, he's at the point where he doesn't just shrink, he grows. Mm-hmm. And this one, he just shrinks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just some of the science, like, like I'm familiar and you're right, I'm not the most familiar mm-hmm. with Tank Pym, mm-hmm. but I am somewhat familiar because he maintains to be a staple in the Avenger universe. Gotcha. Uh, Scott Lang, I'm less familiar with. Um, oddly enough, I'm more familiar with O'Grady than I am... Yeah. Uh, Lang. Lang. Right, right. But... Yeah... So I can't judge it a whole lot on that. But it just seems like the focus was more on being fun. Okay. Like, that's why we have T.I. in it. (laughs) T.I. is in the movie? Yeah. T.I. is in the movie, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. No, and... Who's he play? That's a... Wait. We will get to that in a moment, Moses. We will get to that in a moment. And that's that's a great place to start, Jay. I appreciate it. Real quick, I just want to acknowledge, caller, you are the sixth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and I know you want to talk about Ant-Man. So <laughs> why don't you start with that? Sure. It, hey, guys, it's Chip from the B-Team Podcast. Thanks for having me tonight. What up, Chip? How much? Tell the people Lawrence, where you're from, Chip. Huh? Tell the people where you're from. I am from the B-Team Podcast and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast. I mean, which, physically. Oh, physically? Connecticut. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, uh, w- welcome to the eighteen comic book uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> why, why you got to be like that, Oz? Such a savage. <laughs> I Look, I promised Derek when we started Agents of Shield cast that we would have a show for him almost every week. And doing a show about a show when a show the show isn't on, that's that's tough to do. So yeah. we had to ex- expand to um, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe last year. Hey, look, we promised we'd broadcast on time, too. <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it's not your fault, Chip. It's okay. It's not It's not your fault. But if you don't blame us, we won't blame you. <laughs> no, no and Derek will continue blaming us both. 
Nope. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Hold, sit tight for me one second, Chip, because I'm going to come to you in one second. I, Moses, I want to go to you next because you did not see Ant-Man this week. And right. you had your reasons for that. Tell the people why it is you did not see Ant-Man. Well, first of all, they didn't know what they were doing before Marvel got involved. Like, <laughs> Wait, are you, are, you, are you knocking Edgar Wright at this point? Yeah. Basically, Edgar Wright was saying all these things about Hank Pym, but he was describing Eric O'Grady and then using Scott Lang. <laughs> so he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. So I automatically, before even Iron Man came out, I didn't want to see Ant-Man. And then on top of that, then they started re-changing re-cha- everything and reshaping it to fit into the Marvel U, but they still didn't seem to really like reshape it in the right way with Ultron. Yeah, no, I, I agree with so you. So that's a whole other issue. And then when I start watching footage and stuff, it's like Yellow Jacket is all wrong. Because even like, yeah, you're not using Hank Pym, but even Yellow Jacket is like, that would be a great way to do an Ant-Man movie and just show just the darkness. Don't show, you know, not the upbeat, boring, happy-go-lucky shit that he does where he rides an ant like a bucking bronco. We saw that in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wait, wait, wait a minute now. Let's not knock that stuff. That stuff was fantastic. I mean, that's my favorite Spider-Man cover of all time. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, this, that happens in this movie. Like, you get that. Yeah, I know it does. But that that's the thing is, like, if you show, like, the darkness of Hank Pym, like, that episode of Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, where Hank Pym oh. just doesn't like the Avengers. Such a good episode. Like, oh, it's better than any Ant-Man comic. Yeah, I would agree with you. You know, and, and it, I can already, I'm pretty, I, I'm, I'm willing to bet a, a good amount of money that I don't have <laughs> that that episode's better than this movie. Oof, oof. I hear you. Oh. I hear you. Uh oh, uh oh, Joe, Joe, Joe has risen. What, Jay? No, I'm like he might be right. Like I'm just trying no. to turn it over. It's like yeah, no, hey, Earth Mightiest Heroes is amazing. Like, Avenger stories. They get the characters dead right. on. Dead it's on. Like the characters are right and the stories are good. It's like, the closest that Marvel that's... has ever come to like reaching DC level animation. Right. Like, like that's good. With, yeah. And I know we disagree on Avengers Assemble, but Avengers Assemble well, would be like the fun. No, no, we, where we, they stop. We disagree being... on whether it's watchable or not. We don't disagree on whether it's better than Earth's Mightiest Heroes or not. Like, no, that, right? Yeah, yeah I just we wanna, agree. We I don't disagree on whether or not that's watchable. Right, right. Like I say, it's not. Right, and I'd say that you're wrong. But I don't want anybody to. Which I don't even, even then, that's like I did watch an episode because I was here while you were watching it, yeah. and it's completely different from the movie. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I don't want. It's like they I have see. Scott Lang inventing. Is Scott Lang in the cartoon? Right. I don't think so. Oh, that's Hank Pym. I think it. I think it's Hank Pym in the cartoon. I Why think. is he not an old man? Ooh, <laughs> It's <laughs> see Chip's laughing at you, Joe. No, no, no. I mean, it's, no, it's cool. I don't think I don't think it's Scott Lang. I think it's Hank Pym. All right, so he should be old. He doesn't have to be old, Joe. It's different universes. The one, well, no. the movie universe. Isn't, isn't the cartoon like they've changed it so it would be more in the movie universe? I mean, it's more. If like it's the Hank mo- Pym, there's no reason for him not to create Ultron in the cartoon. If, if they're gonna change anyway. 
I, there's no reason for him not to create Ultron in the Avengers, in the MCU either. Well, and there's no, no reason no. for him to not slap his wife in the cartoon. Well, well yes, there is. <laughs> well, it's a cartoon. We try to we try to have a wide berth between domestic violence and 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 children's <laughs> animation. Like we try to separate those as far as we can, most of the time. Maybe it's cartoons, not anime. Right. Joe doesn't see a difference. Joe's like, I don't get it. He's like, I don't understand why these kids aren't in watching this tentacle porn. I don't understand why we don't just let them know about the birds and the bees through friggin' friggin' Euro Sakurigi. You know? And I'm just like, Joe. Well, Supposedly that infamous scene in the comic book. Is, yeah. The 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 slap a hose scene in the comic book was a misunderstanding between the writer's script and the artist. Oh, he wasn't supposed to actually. He wasn't supposed to draw him slapping Janet. That's hilarious. I did not know that. That happens a lot in comics. Yeah, I didn't know that that was one of those instances. Nah, but that was a Millar written book, right? Millar. Um, no, no. You, wait, you're talking about the original slap, or you're talking about yes. uh, the the original slap? Isn't Millar because the original okay. slap is back in the day. Yeah, but Millar did uh, again, of course, in in Ultimates. Yeah, and, and that's a, an homage to the original. So, which, and you, it's awesome how it's handled in the Ultimates. Oh, what? yeah, like, it's really creative and different. Like, yeah. like, that scene kind of embraces, like, what the Ultimate Universe is kind of all about. It does. It does. Which, especially then, like, it's kind of in its infancy. Right. And so you have that scene where it's like, wow, this is the Ultimate Universe. Right. And, and, it sets that character. It sets it sets Pym down an entirely different path as a character than it does in the the standard the six one six Marvel universe, which is pretty. I mean, which is again that's like typifies what the Ultimate Universe was for. Like, it's like okay, let's take some of these things that we know happen, or let's take some of these things that we know about these characters, and let's either turn them on their head. Or let's let them happen and see how it would be handled if it happened today versus then, right? Because Lord knows, yeah, back when 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 Hank when Hank Pym smacked Janet back in the day, that was considered a, a family issue. You know what I'm saying? That was something right. where it's like, yeah, you know, Hank put his hands on Janet again. It's like, oh, that's so terrible. Let's all be very quiet about it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, they were just like, you know, like, hopefully they'll work that out. And, you know, hey, if Janet ends up dead, then she ends up dead. And we're just like, damn it. That was so unfortunate. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it would have to, like, back in the day, which is sad, but true. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, it was internal. Today, it's like, if somebody's putting hands on somebody, that's everybody's business. And, and look, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it, it's interesting to watch how things change socially because it's like there's definitely a lot of advantages to it being that way and it should be that way i think ultimately like it shouldn't be a thing where it should be considered secret or because people think of it oh that's a private matter we can't get involved people should be getting involved in domestic violence at the same time it's interesting how that social like because people get involved it changes the entire social dynamic of how like other things are 
are, are like, I, there's consequences to everybody being involved in your personal or what was b- before considered personal business. Right. And so it's like, you know, but it's, it, trust me, I definitely think it's better this way because Lord knows it's like no, no woman or man should be getting abused by their partner. You know, that just shouldn't be happening. But it's interesting how, like, in the Ultimate Universe, you had somebody step in right away and it sent that character down a whole different path because he could not be an Avenger anymore. Because it's like, dude, you hit this chick. In in the 60s or 70s, whatever that, I don't, I don't remember. Exactly 80s. Is it the 80s? 80s. Damn, that's sad. <laughs> I look. I was trying. I was trying to give him a little bit of leeway, but damn, the eighties is when that happened. In the eighties, you can beat your wife and still be an Avenger. <laughs> you know that's okay. It happens. They're like, you know what? You hit her. Don't hit her again. <laughs> and they're like, okay. When we say assemble, make sure you show up. <laughs> you know, in de- definitely like you know the the Ultimate Universe is the t- is in the two thousands, late nineties two thousands. It's like you can't you can't be an Avenger at that point. So you get ostracized, you get kicked out the group, and you're like, make your own way. And that's when, you know, ultimate Hank Pym goes down a ridiculous path. But they don't even need that fool because guess what? They're like, you know what? He already invented Pym particles. And we know how to use them. We can replicate them. It's like every, look, every, every random agent of shield in the ultimate universe is giant man. <laughs> which which is awesome to a degree. Because they literally, like, that's, what, that's one of the things I loved about Ultimates. Ultimates had an entire, like, giant man squad. And had, like, an Iron Man squad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that just, like, they have armor that's not Iron Man specifically, of course, because Tony's going to keep the best stuff for himself. Right. But close enough that they can kick ass. The same way how they're, like, we have a whole group of guys that know how to use pin particles and have done it before. And guess what? We got a giant man squadron of shield. And we don't even need Hank Pym for that. <laughs> it's like this fool's <laughs> disgraced over a year. We still we own Pym Particles because he developed it in the Shield Lab. <laughs> you know, so Oscar. Why, yes. why don't you tell us what you think uh really quick of of Ant Man? It was funny. I liked it. The- it's actually <laughs> like it's actually like I I think People might enjoy it in 3D, and you know I hate 3D. But as I was watching it, a lot of the times when he got really small and just the way the environment was and how he interacted with everything, it kind of made me think, wow, this was kind of made for 3D. I I had the same thought when I was watching the trailer, and I didn't see it myself in 3D. But the trailer made me feel like, I'm like, damn, I think they made this movie for 3D because, yeah, it, it does come across that way. It worked well in 3D. See, there it is. Yep. So, so Chip, you saw it in 3D. Yes, and you you definitely felt like it was worth the extra. What in Connecticut? What are you paying? Three dollars extra or four? Uh, yeah, it was probably an extra three bucks. It was 3D IMAX, so it was fifteen bucks a ticket. That's fair. That's fair. So it, it was the one o'clock matinee, but <laughs> what? Wait, it was fifteen bucks for the matinee. Yep, one plus three D and IMAX. Yeah, like I, I think you're right. Moses is like that deserves music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was listening to Black Sabbath. 
they on have their headphones. It happens. It happens. But uh, but uh, so you, you thought it was funny, and I know you're in the, you know you're not a huge Marvel guy, but at the same time, you know you know who Ant Man is to a degree, right? Yeah, he, he's Marvel's the Adam. No, but it's Marvel's Adam and Aquaman mashed together because he talks to the ants. That's hilarious. I've never thought of it that way, but that's funny. That's I, I mean, I, I know of the character. I've read some of some of the stuff, so I I had a great time watching it. Okay, that's I, cool. I, I would say it's better. I think it was better than Age of Ultron. You're, you're, no, you're, get you're, out of here. You're talking like, crazy like talk now, Chip. No, no, no. Why you know was it better than Age of Ultron, Chip? Because you had a cohesive plot with decent uh, character building. Instead of having... In Age of Ultron, you had to develop Ultron, the Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and the Vision in two and a half hours. Plus, have enough camera time for Robert Downey... And uh, the rest of the clowns. Um, wow. Wow. And I, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed the Avengers. But at the same time, you had so many uh, little scenes and snippets. And it, was, it wasn't it was as cohesive. This was a great heist movie with some. So it, and it was on the lighter side. That I think that helped to an extent. But if you read the recent uh, Ant Man comic, <laughs> it borders on Goofy. Uh, it, the recent Ant Man comic borders on Goofy. Yes, but you don't feel like the movie did. I don't think the movie. I, I thought it was a decent depiction. I mean, they they've already butchered the Ant Man mythos in the MCU. Uh, well, and not, the comics it, too. With that comic you just you just yeah. mentioned. Yeah. I mean, because if you really want to read a good Scott Lang story. Like you're gonna read Future Foundation. Okay. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I I, I hear what you're saying, Moses, because I do feel like Scott Lang does get a bit more respect in Future Foundation than he definitely may have gotten in the recent Ant Man book. But yeah. the Ant Man book, the Ant Man book doesn't destroy who Scott Lang is. I mean, honestly, if if the Ant Man book does anybody any disjustice or you know, disjustice, disjustice, any injustice. It's it's friggin' Cassie. Cassie. Isn't Cassie, she dead? Cassie Lang, she did die, but she got brought back. But the way that the Ant-Man book will make you look at it, which, you know, they don't mention that she got brought back to life, but she's a little girl. And I don't yeah, I don't it's know. It's the reverse Alanya thing. It's, it's the reverse what? Alanya magic. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your magic or Alanya all of a sudden comes through the warp from being a preteen to a sexy eighteen-year-old uh, in oh, X Men. I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so now Cassie goes from being a from being stature, right, like to a little shit again, a young adult. Yeah, to yeah. being right, a, a more of a, a teen, a young like thirteen, maybe. You know, but again. It it happens. Um, Have they explained that yet? How she's back to life? You know, I, I'm pretty sure it happened in. Uh, damn it! I think it happened in. What is that joint called? The one with the Avengers Underground? No, no, Young Avengers. 
the Children's Crusade? Children's Crusade. I think it happened in Children's Crusade. I thought but, that's where she died. No, but I thought she got brought back at the end of that, too. But I might be wrong. I thought that's where it happened. Now, if that's not where it happened, then I have no idea. I have no idea. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I like Stature as a character, but I'm not a big enough fan to go mm. searching for where, where, what happened to her and how she got brought back. So, <laughs> you know, I'm really, I'm like, I'm not, look, like for, for it to happen to some random Marvel comic, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I realize I'm a Marvel guy. I am. Mm-hmm. But Stature's not on the top of my list of, like, what the hell. Like, I, I, I'm the guy, like, when, when friggin' Cyclops showed up with that Phoenix egg, in friggin' Secret Wars, I was like, where the hell did he get that Phoenix egg from? That I did look for. And I don't have a good answer for you. I, I was told, wait and see. <laughs> By Hickman. <laughs> but, you know, anyway. Yeah, so... Not it, that any of the past history matters after Secret Wars anyways, right? This is true, but... Well, yes and no. That's, that's the right answer, actually. Yes and no. Because it's, it's, it's not like... <laughs> It's That's a like, Tom Brevoort answer that bullshits everyone. Well, no, I mean, it's true, though, because it's like, yes, it's going to be a completely different universe, but not every, like, some people come in, come into that new universe completely intact from the old universe. That's one of them 52 answers. No, no, don't, don't, don't try to compare 52 now. 52 is on some old. Well, no, Marvel's got the new 60. You're hilarious. Con- Convergence is on some old other stuff where just random things happen for random reasons and we're just... We're just supposed to take it. But at least Marvel has, like, plot points where it's like, this happened for this reason, for the most part, even though we will have to wait on the Phoenix Egg because apparently there's a reason for that that hasn't been revealed yet, and they're going to give it to us, but we'll see. Because I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen, but that's what they said is going to happen. So I don't know. Oh, Joe Joe is freaking on the case. He'll let us know. I appreciate it, Joe. Um... But yeah, so uh, we do have another caller. Caller, tell us who you are, where you're from, and tell us your opinion on Ant-Man. What's up? This is Tyler Claw from Hialeah, Florida, and I too saw Ant-Man in 3D, and I liked it. Big surprise. I mean, mean, we've seen a bunch of uh, those shrinking movies in the past, and this one pretty much outdone all those. Well, I mean, in fairness, though, Tiger Claw, we haven't seen a bunch of shrinking movies, right? We've seen the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, franchise. and then That's the- three right there. Well, yeah, but that's three in the spin. There, there, there's, there's three movies of those, actually. No, no, I agree, but, but they all happened in the 80s, and this is 2015. So if you're going to put it in perspective, it's like we saw three movies in the course of, like, 30 years, right? Yeah, but that, okay, the, the and, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids wasn't the only shrinking movie, no, though. No, no, right. And then, and then there was Inner And we saw Ants. No, no, Ants doesn't count. Ants is not a... I think it does. No, no it doesn't. You're... Inner Space was one, and then there was one with uh, Lily Tomlin. Which one? I think it was called The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Yep. Okay. So, yep. okay, so, so at this point, we're talking about five movies in the span of, like, 35 years, right? Bugs Life. A Bugs uh, Life doesn't count. It's forget the <laughs> don't forget the incredible Mr. Limpet. <laughs> it's like the no, Wait, that's where he turns into a fish. So. Just because there's a movie with small characters in it doesn't make it a shrinking movie. You understand that, right? The Littles. The Littles. <laughs> 
It's like the Smurfs. There we go. Gulliver's Travels. Have you, guys, have you guys ever seen friggin' Fraggle Rock? Take your yeah. guys away? Yeah, but it, uh, but movies that have humans that shrink, not... Oh, now Tiger Claw's drawn an arbitrary line. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, there's, like, here's the thing. It's so funny how, like, we mess around and we'd be like, oh, man, like, Ant-Man's uh, in a pantheon of many movies where we have things shrink where it's like okay well if you want to call five movies many especially if they're in the course of like i mean they all happened in the course of 30 years like there's no other genre of movie that you would say that about where it's like oh man there were five over 30 years i tell you they might be overdoing this you know it's like it's not a lot of it's not a lot of movies like the 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 honey i shrunk the critics franchise like all three of those probably happened over the course of like five years you know what I mean? And then you had inner space. I don't know. I don't know if the second. I don't know if the second one counts because that that one is the one where the baby was a giant. Yeah, honey, well, I blew up the baby. That's actually a better Ant Man story. <laughs> I mean, they, they. I mean, they could do. Uh, they could do a giant man movie then. No, but I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> realistically, though, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Inner Space are two completely different movies. But if you mix them, two are a better Ant Man movie than, than this one. I, I I would respectfully disagree. I I thought the Sandman movie was actually pretty great. You know, I I, I was that's surprised. your problem. That's why the show isn't good because you respectfully disagree. Oh, like you do everything in all due respect, but oh. the, the interesting is the the minimum respect. I'm sorry. Fuck you, Moses. Yeah, there we go. You yeah, son of a bitch. All right, yeah, that's you're finally you're circumcised. Real quick. That's why you got cheese in your penis. What? Real quick, I want to say uh, Cassie was resurrected during Axis by no, Dr. Doom. No, it, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, it didn't happen. What? What? During the Axis storyline, Dr. Doom turned transformed into a more heroic, altruistic form. Right. And uh, seeking redemption for his past crime, Doom chooses to use that power to resurrect Cassie. As as a teenager? Yep. Wait, I mean, does it say that? Or no? Does he have a Michael Jackson complex or something? Looking for, looking for little girls? Or? Now, you say, no, why a teenager, not little. She's <laughs> then seen tearfully reuniting with their father and his new girlfriend, Darla Deering. Wait, so that happens during Access, like, Access proper? Or, like, in an Access, like, please tell me that's, like, in a friggin'... Like an offshoot or something, like in a. It doesn't. It just says during the actual storyline. Oh, okay, like that must have happened. I know it starts off in Future Foundation, where Bentley twenty three uh-huh. is basically saying because pin particles are unstable, she may be able to be resurrected the same way Wonder Man was, and uh, they dig up her corpse. Wait, Wonder Man was resurrected because of of the ionic particles, though not. Like oh, you're just making a a, a well, saying like it's, right. it's resurrection. The too. Yeah. Oh, it's the same process, just using different um energy particles. Oh. And which are was, we talking... which goes back to what I was saying about Future Foundation and Scott Lang. Right. Right. Well, and there you go. Right. You're right because Joe does reference Future Foundation as like you know that with Bentley. That's where the yeah. That's where the it starts. The... Okay. 
So when I, they start to mention her coming back, because I'm just about to say, I'm like, and then it happens in Axis, no, or during Axis. It it definitely happened. It probably happened during Axis, but it didn't happen right. not in, in Axis, yeah, but during Axis. Because I read Axis, and I, you know, and you can say what you want to say about Axis, but it didn't happen. Or or Cassie Lang doesn't come back to life in that series. So it must have been in one of the friggin' many uh, uh, crossovers, tie yeah, the crossover titles, right? Which you know, up until Secret Wars, I, I you know I only mess with select version or select few crossover titles. Like I, I'll get every right. every main Marvel crossover. I mean, or main main Marvel event book. I mean, and from the past experience, it's hard to like get in every crossover. Oh, it is because it is one everyone like. They'll slap that label on anything, right? Whether it has anything to do with it or not, right? Right. But I will say that I, I was like, I'm gonna get every Secret Wars tie-in. I'm gonna do it all. And you know, I said that for the first week, thinking like, I'll regret it. But hey, it is what it is, and I got them all. That's what Marvel Unlimited is for. Well, but I tied it. I, I well, I did it, and I started reading them, and I was like, damn it, I liked every one of these books. Which was which was strange to me because it wasn't like just books that I would be interested in. It was definitely like there were books that I bought that I was like, oh, there's no way I'm gonna be into Modoc, friggin' Assassin. Right? You hate, yeah. Like or, you or, just have a lot of your old stereotypes where you just don't. Well, I, I'm well, not gonna... stereotypes, but they're just people you don't like it's in not, the Marvel universe. It's not people I don't like. It's just people... or you believe they have a place. Well, and I mean, whenever they're out of that place, you're like, no, nah, this can't work. Uh, that's closer to what I actually believe. Right. It's not quite there, but it's close enough where it's like, yeah. And people outside their place, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. Right. But I think I feel like Secret Wars has kind of done to me what Spider-Verse did for Moses and definitely opened my eyes to the possibilities of different characters in the Marvel Universe being being able to do different things and it's been fantastic like, but they ruined that for me too i'm sorry i hate i hate i'm i'm sorry that they ruined it for you it they they so far they've done it fantastic for me because i'm like i'm reading all types of characters doing all types of amazing things like freaking freaking masters of kung fu is awesome with freaking shang chi is like a drunken drunken master is crazy and all and with his band of like like his band of like mutant mutant students with friggin' like Kitty Pride and and Mero and friggin' Callisto and oh, I love Mero. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. And friggin' Caliban and like basically like He's alright. Caliban told me he's not that high on YouTube, Joe. So, you know, it's mutual, so you know. No, I'm joking. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, all that to say that Ant-Man was a little different. Uh, what do you guys think of Hope Van Dyne's? <laughs> Why you put an S on it? Think of what? Hope Van Dyne, whatever, however you Hope call her Van name. Dyne. Because she needs I, a I have read somewhere of, that... Lily's well, I read somewhere that in a certain Marvel Hank universe, probably, I think the Ultimate oh, Universe, Jesse? she's supposed to be a supervillain. Hank Pym. Oh, right, right, right. Hope. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's interesting because I, I don't know. I mean, 
maybe because I wasn't paying attention to Ant-Man news because I was like not the biggest fan of the movie up until like the trailers came out like a month and a half ago <laughs> or like certain trailers came out a month and a half ago. I didn't realize Evangeline Lilly was going to be Hope Van Dyne. And you knew. I don't I didn't remember. I we really talked sh- about it on the show. I believe you. I probably pushed that out of my head because I'm like Hope Van Dyne like why do you even have that character in the movie? Cuz it's like random like it's one of like isn't Hope Van Dyne like a a, a, a it's, MC It's t- obvious that they're setting her up. Yeah. No, but when you say it's obvious, it's like when you say it's obvious, it's like obvious to somebody that doesn't read comic books. Like it's like there's no good reason to bring I mean, that character into the Marvel Cinematic Universe until you see the movie. Is, uh, yeah. But at the same what's time, weirdest, uh, she's uh, yeah. she like the path she follows in the movie isn't anything like what she follows in the comic books. And realistically, it's like you know you got to be really deep in Marvel to even know that that character exists in the comic books. Like it's not like she's a character that you could you could be an Ant Man fan. Read Ant Man comic books and not know who Hope Van Dyne is. That's very but, awesome. I mean, they they could they could potentially you know have her be in that path, and then in a later Marvel movie have her go the other path. That would be lame. Now, who is yeah, she in the MC two? Yeah, who is she in the comic book? In in the comic book, she's, she's a villain. The Red Queen, right? She's a, she's a villain who first appears in a next number seven. <laughs> Right, and and she's just basically like in the in the the MU two universe, which is like the 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 kids of random Marvel characters that you know Marvel themselves. Like, while there's a lot of alternate universes that Marvel revisits, like friggin' friggin' MC two is not one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they very rarely go back there. Whereas like the Marvel comics of the future. Because uh, it was like where you had I mean they do it enough. Eight really where? Well, like in the Captain America or Captain America Corps, they revisit it in Spider Verse. Wait, wait, in, in Captain America Corps, when does that happen? Because uh American Dream is MC two. Is she really? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, Captain America cool. Oh, that does have MC2. I mean, that does have American Dream in it. Right. Damn it, I forgot American Dream was MC2. Right, Spider-Verse, uh, Mayday Parker is MC2. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the part of MC2 that does get revisited, because they do every now and then refer to Mayday. She's but, in Spider-Verse. No, like, that's, that's what Joe just said. Right. So, yeah, and you're right. Like... Even before Spider Verse, I feel like Mayday may have gotten a shout out once or twice. Right, but, but when you when you once you go outside of Mayday Parker, it's like then we're talking about Hope Van Dyne. Then we're talking about like J two, which is freaking junk. <laughs> yeah, right. Then we're talking about freaking like a next, which freaking yeah, like Red Queen is like the big bad in a in a next. Right, I guess she was. Didn't like them being called the next Avengers, right. so she. It's not like Age of Apocalypse that they're like, oh, it's a it's a five year anniversary. We should revisit that. Oh, it's a ten year anniversary. We should revi- we should revisit that. Or it's no, not it's just random revisitation. That's, how's that random? It's it's at no. The I mean, 
MC. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was like no. just random revisitation. It's not even just random though, because it's literally May or American Dream, and that's it. And that and that's all we're talking about. And I think American Dream only because you have a female Captain America, and I think that that's why they like revisit that one. But you know, I, I mean, I might be wrong there. I might be wrong. I feel like you. Yeah, I mean, if you just wanted a female Captain America, you wouldn't have to go to her. You could easily create a new one, or at least someone in the vein. It's like, because Patriot is off the grid right now, you can easily have a female come up and try and be the new Patriot. I guess you could. And that might be what they're trying to do with the 2099, which is another version of, like... 2099 even gets revisited every so often. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Man, those fucking one shots were amazing. Right. Same thing with like Days of Future Past. That's a a, a alternate future that gets revisited every so often. But MC2. And so I I was just like, even when I'm watching the movie, I was like, this guy has this chick, Hope. And until she said she was like, Hope, or, or, or when she was like, Dad, I'm like, Wait a minute. That's Hank Pym's daughter? I'm like, why are we doing this? And I can't I'll say this. While that was my thought as the as the movie started, by the time we got to the end, I was like, I like this character. Yeah, she was good. I mean uh, the only thing I re- like I mean they kind of did it right with like killing Wasp off. I feel like... Spoilers, Joe? Spoilers? Wait, Wasp is dead? Spoiler. (laughs) See? See? Yeah, that's not a spoiler. How's it not a spoiler? Because she's not in the preview. No, but no one even knows she's in the movie. Right. If she's not in the trailer, that makes it more of a spoiler. pretty much not. No, no, but if she's not in the trailer, that means no one knows she even exists. So the one thing I was looking forward to seeing, because it's not in the trailer, I can... So you spoiled it, yeah, that's, that's the that's, definition that's of a spoiler. Yeah, I guess I spoiled that one. Okay, well, don't don't spoil too much. Okay, that was an accident. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I kind of figured people already knew. How are they going to know? Because they saw the trailer. You know, another thing. Yeah. It's not in the trailer, Joe. Another thing. Oh, Tiger Claw's about to talk. I'm going to get off the line. because. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying <laughs> that you didn't know it was a spoiler because they didn't know it was in there because not in the trailer. So how could it be a spoiler because they didn't even know that it was there to be spoiled? My head hurts. You, you see you see how that sounds crazy? It sounds crazy. Yeah, I'm only half I mean... listening. Because <laughs> okay. I already apologized and I already get your point. So okay, cool. It's, it's okay to stop when... listening to you. <laughs> Okay. One of the brightest spots in Ant Man was Michael Pena. We should see him more in more movies. No, Michael what? Marvel Michael movies. Pena, the Michael Pena, the the, the Mexican, the Latino. No, I know who Michael. Yeah, the Mexican oh. dude. I didn't hear what he said. He's he's one of the bright spots in the movie. That's not true. No, I agree with you. I mean, he's a, he's a brown spot. Don't get me wrong. He's not a brown spot. I did he's enjoy funny. his performance. Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. And definitely those two flashback scenes uh, are yeah. they're fun. Oh, yeah. He moves the story forward, too. I right. swear, that girl at the end was fucking gorgeous. Like, I'm in love with her. The girl at the end? Which girl, Joe? 
the Asian chick, the reporter. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, Jay. Jay doesn't usually mess around and point out females like that. Like, oh. Oh, Psylocke, yeah. No, that's not Psylocke. No, I know what she looks like. She's okay, but. Wow, are you saying Olivia Munn, not that great? Nah, I mean, she's okay. Damn. I mean, honestly, I think even, like, Jessica's kind of hotter than. Jessica's definitely hotter than Olivia. Than Olivia Munn. Yeah. And this chick was hotter than both of them. Damn. Put together? Damn. Yeah. Damn. She's like Olivia Munn, Jessica V hybrid. You talking about the Red Queen? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, he's talking about a random random reporter in in Ant-Man. She's she's a featured featured extra or featured player. I actually tried to look for her credit. (laughs) But I didn't see it. Like, What's there. your name so I can stalk you? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's okay. That's okay. But, but, yeah, I. It's it's interesting that, like, I feel like the characters, like they had like a, a basically, and and here's I guess a point where I might slightly disagree with you, Chip. All right. In the sense that you know, Ant Man was set up. Or at least it was being billed as a superhero heist movie. Right. I feel like it definitely delivers on the superhero aspect. I feel it kind of fails in the heist aspect. Like, I mean, just because... Was it promoted as that? Oh, yeah. There was that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, get, there was that one cool fight scene in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't get that from the trailer. No, no, I, and nor did I. And I definitely didn't get that from the movie. No, no, I mean, it, it, it definitely has a heist aspect to it in the movie. It just doesn't come all the way through. You know? well, there's a heist in the movie, but a heist movie, the whole movie revolves around the one heist. Right. Yeah, exactly. This one, they did two heists, but they also had to develop hey, spoilers. a character. <laughs> no, and, and here's the thing where you can have a heist or two and mm-hmm. develop characters. I mean, we know that can happen and feel like a heist movie. This doesn't feel like a heist movie to me. And don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not, not, I, w- I and, wouldn't call it a heist movie. Oh, yeah. It feels, Marvel it is feels more like, like a tale of redemption. Right. And, and here's the thing where it's like, if you don't go into it looking for a heist movie, you'll enjoy it. I, you might even, you might go into it looking for a heist movie and still enjoy this movie. But the fact of the matter is, if you're looking for the heist movie aspect of it, you're not going to get that as a genre, really. I mean, it, it has some... Yeah, it ain't no it. Ocean's Eleven. Right. It's, oh. it's definitely not Ocean's Eleven. It's not even, like, the it's Italian even, job. I was just going to say that. <laughs> right. It's not even the Italian job. And don't get me wrong. I like the Italian job. No, it's a great movie. It's just, if you're going to put it in a heist movie kind of, like, friggin' frame, it might well, that- be lesser than some others. That's what Faggy was uh, billing it as. Right. And it doesn't, and you know what? Guess what? I think if, if maybe if Edgar Wright had done it, maybe it would have been a heist movie. Mm. But now, like, since Edgar Wright's departure and friggin' the, the executives at Marvel, um, uh, Marvel Studios getting their hands on it, and then, then bring in, uh, what, Peyton Reed? That's Peyton the, Reed, yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. He still got writing credits, though. Of course, and as he should, because I'm sure that a good portion of that was still his movie. And, and 
Realistically, at the end of the day, I just got to give kudos to Marvel Studios for pulling this movie off as well as they did. Because yeah, I mean, from a production standpoint, it, it was basically like a cluster. Like, it was terrible. It was terrible. For, like, especially considering this is a movie that's been in production from before Iron Man. <laughs> like, think about that. Like, 2006. That is funny to think about. 2006 was when they were talking about, like, really making an Ant-Man movie. And it was like Edgar Wright got put Made on a lot of director. And, like, before there was a Marvel Cinematic Universe, there was an Ant-Man movie in production. And it just no, that, turned... That's one I would give you. Like, I yeah. don't think anyone knew they wanted an Ant-Man movie. No. And, no, and, and realistically... Nobody did. No, no, nobody... Look, trust me. There are Ant-Man fans out there that didn't know they wanted a movie. <laughs> nobody knew they wanted an Iron Man movie either. That's true, but I think that's a different thing, though, because I feel when like you say you're going to make an Iron Man movie, you you can see where that would go. Like right. you may not know you want it, but well, at the very least, you're like, well, yeah, I can see there, there are what fans, you can do with that. They're fans of the Iron Man comic that are telling you you should make an Iron Man movie. There aren't any fans of the Ant Man comic that are telling you, well, a movie is the natural next step. <laughs> no one in the Ant-Man, the Ant Man comic fans are like. Well, if you make a little tweaks on this Ant-Man comic, it'll be good. <laughs> you know? They're like, we can get a viable... Nobody comic expected film. a Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy movie either. Right. Well, but I... I, I that's I, different. It, it is different. That's not Because different. they didn't get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Well, it's, it's different. And we're, we're talking about before the cinematic universe showed how great these movies can be. Well, see, here's the thing, though. It, Moses is absolutely right. And it is different, and it's different for for two reasons. One, Moses is dead on in the sense that you don't you don't really get a true Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But on top of that, it's just more like if you're reading the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book, you understand that there there are characters there that are movie worthy. And you just you know, I mean, I know personally because I, I I can say this because I'm one of those people. I didn't feel like we had gone down that far of the roster where we had gotten to Guardians yet, where it's like, if you're making Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America movies to culminate, in, and Hulk movies to culminate into Avengers, the next natural step isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. You're right. Well, but, it, is, it is if you skip over all the black people and women. then. And it's funny because I was thinking, yeah, your next step would probably be like a Captain Marvel. No, I mean, really, no. And, and How about Black Widow getting her own movie? I mean, that, it that won't happen. She's a woman. I'd rather see. Her- Did you guys ever expected that they would make a Black Panther movie? I mean, it's one of those things where a a, a Black Widow movie could happen, and honestly, I think it would have happened if Lucy had performed, if Scarlett Johansson had shown. Or I, I, it's not even. I should say Scarlett Johansson because it's not like it's on her. I haven't seen Lucy, but I'm sure Lucy was a fantastic movie. But you know, America might not have been ready for Scarlett Johansson as the friggin' star yeah, of her was, own movie. Lucy was good. No, I believe. No, well, no, that be, doesn't make sense though because Hunger be, Games performed, and if Hunger Games performed, then uh, definitely uh, uh, Black Scarlett Widow Johansson's would gonna. Well, no, no, but it does make sense to a degree, Derek, because you know you, what what you're doing is comparing. A a twenty two year old woman to a thirty year old woman, and wow, is that where we're at? We're like that eight years. I mean, no, no, she she fell off she fell off the cliff. Look, Hunger Games has more of a built in fan base than Scarlet Widow. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think... wait, wait, what are you trying to say, Target Class? <laughs> you guys should hear uh, him get, at, get exasperated. Starring in a, um, it's going to be starring in the Ghost in the Shell movie. Thanks. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's going to be in the Ghost in the Shell movie. Why? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but never but, mind. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. I should but, know better. No, no, it's all right. But but the fact of the matter is, it's like you know, you, you say that, Derek. Like it's like, oh, is that where we're at? Those eight years, but. This is this is the reality of in America. Like I look, to me, I was surprised so much by the role that Evangeline Lilly plays because I was like, damn, they messed around and like put her in a role that is like worth a damn. And it's like the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, Evangeline Lilly counts as the type of woman that is a little bit upwards in her age. Which I'm I don't even think she's thirty. I don't know. She might be 30-something. Look, if, if it weren't for those Hobbit movies, she, she would be a passing character in this one. If, she, if it wasn't for the what movies? Those Hobbit movies. Because she, uh, oh. she showed up in a billion-dollar movie, so she gets to have more than five lines. Damn it. Oh, was she the friggin' uh, the elf? Yeah. Damn it. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> I really didn't. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, they had, to, you- they had to put a bunch. They, they had to stack the makeup on her. She's almost 30. Come on. <laughs> No, but see, but that's the thing where it's sad, but she's those... 36. What? Wow, is she really? Wait, see, this 35. is disgusting to me. See, your no, no, no. true, your true, your true uh, reactions are disgusting. He was like, whoa, really? 36? No, I didn't, I didn't know she was 36. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. She looks fantastic. It doesn't matter. She can look old. For 36. For 36, no, no. yeah. She looks fantastic, period. She's a, she's a beautiful woman. I don't know that 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 uh, haircut was pretty scary. That's that's the white haircut. I know it is, but on a real person, and I've had this argument with people before. Co- like seeing real people in superhero costumes is downright scary. Oh, I don't disagree. I don't agree with that. At all. I mean, I saw an Aquaman uh, costume where it was so tight on the guy, you knew what religion he was. Wow. See. You know what? And I, I need to nightmares for weeks. <laughs> it's like you don't have to look at the crotch. So you yeah, dreamed about a guy's cock for no weeks. No one's making you do that, Chip. That's a personal choice. Uh, unfortunately, it was blatantly obvious. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not saying that the guy's pants weren't too tight because I yeah. believe they were. I believe that they were too tight. So who, who goes know, before? Who, go, who goes before uh, Guardians? Then, if it's not. Gonna be a black guy or a woman? Like who's the? No, no but see, the, that's the thing is defenders. It's not about no defenders. Get see, that's that's crazy talk, Chip. That's look, defenders is almost below guardians. Let's name all the white males with comics that have never sold that are getting movies. Oh, Doctor Strange. There you R- go. Right? No, but see, here's the thing though. Not only has Doctor Strange been being built up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like and. and has been an Avenger, so it would ma- in 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 most people's mind it would make a more natural tie-in than like say a Guardians of the Galaxy, which has no connection to the Avengers. Plus, they have a good like. It's not Doctor Strange's first time in media, so right. That's true too. Like, I mean, he's like, a guy that had, he had a, the animated movie. He had he had an animated movie. Uh, also, too, I mean, it's not like like these are guys like Doctor Strange showed up in a video game. You know what I'm saying? Like Doctor Strange was in friggin' uh, uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance. Alliance, and like you know, like I mean, it's not like 
these are that the was my first exposure to Doctor Strange. What was your first exposure? Uh, Doctor Strange showing up in Alt- Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, right. And so I'm just saying, it's not so much like oh, the you can't, you can't, you you like there's nowhere else to go but Guardians because Guardians is pretty. It's pretty far down the list. Like if you're yeah. if you're definitely going from like A level, like you know A A level, B level, C level, D level heroes, it's like Guardians are probably D level heroes, and I think they're great. But no, I'm just they saying, are great. But I'm just saying that it before the movie came out, it was me and like two like two dozen other people in the country, and that was it. Yeah, and it wasn't even the Guardians I grew up with. Right, Ex- exactly. And that's well, who thing. would who who would have been? Uh, we already went through Doctor Strange. Who else would have come before them? I, I mean, realistically, realistically like real, realistically, you could have done. You you could have either said, "Well, we're gonna do." Not, you could have tried a West Coast Avengers, <laughs> Wonder Man. You, uh-huh. you could. <laughs> Or Secret Adventures. West Coast Avengers doesn't have to be the like super D level Avengers. It doesn't have no, to be that. It could be. Don't get me wrong. Like they were actually my favorite Avengers. No, I know that for you. Great like <laughs> Great Lakes Avengers. Right. You could do great you could do Great Lakes Avengers. I don't it's well, it's strange because when I think about like well what would I like to see them try first? Guardians or West Coast Avengers and I'm like well, Guardians, because the West Coast Avengers, like right, you could have you could have went directly to the Captain Marvel movie. There's there's no, no European the equivalent of the Avengers. You could go directly to the Black Panther movie just for diversity's sake. Mm-mm. Well, why why not? I mean, there's no reason not to, and definitely I would see it. But I mean, I mean, at least a Black it's Panther. It's one of the things that you at least just a, don't know the. If people are ready for well, but here's the thing: who is ready for Ant Man? Right. Well, but here's the thing: when you mess around and you say, "Well, if we have a woman superhero like Captain Marvel, or we have a black superhero like Black Black, black Panther," I would go I'm woman not, over black. I'm not. I'm not sure if people are ready to take that. So what we should do is go with the friggin' space raccoon and the talking tree. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and, what? But, but here's the thing: that's what happened. Right, that's what happened. That's the decision. And we're that- still what four years out from the female uh, from Captain Marvel. So, right, and and how far are we out from Black Panther? What, like two Wait, years? That, that's getting that's, that's getting retooled and canceled before it ever comes out. That's never that's never seen a light of day. It's Black No Black Panther. No, two thousand seventeen. Okay, so two seventeen is two years from now. Yep. Technically, mm-hmm. even though it's probably going to be a Christmas thing, right? So two thousand nineteen. No. Black Panther during Christmas. Why not? I mean. It's Jesus, not a Christmas Jesus movie. Jesus hates Black Panther or black people. Like honestly, you you got to do a Black Panther movie in February. It's you 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 are such a bastard, Joe. I just want you to know that I realize that you're a bastard. It's interesting. You, you know what? That's what that's what they're gonna do. He's right though. That's what they're gonna do. Better not. It's interesting though because you know they approached the uh, the director of Selma for yeah. Black Panther, and she turned it down. Well, well yeah, why? it's weird. It's like why. Why is that? Why is that? Well, yeah, it's like like the director of Selma should be doing the next Captain America. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> well, not Civil it's War, like, but maybe Captain America Four. That, you like, know, you know what's this, disgusting what about it? What I don't like about it is 
they're like, oh, you've you've talked to these black people. We have a movie with a black person. You should direct it. Like, what does the director of Selma have to do with uh, a a superhero movie? It's like the the only thing they have in common is that the lead actor is going to be a black man. And they're like, well, you obviously aren't scared of him, so you should should tell him what to do. There was this one black director, Uh and it was like, I I can't remember who, so you'll have to forgive how ratchet this sounds, (laughs) but... uh, he would basically he directs black films and he's like I don't like that they only come to me when it's a black film. It's like I can direct white people just as well yeah. as blacks. It's like Well that's yeah, give, give the director a Selma black and it's a black movie. Like I can direct but it could be worse. Marvel hire Tyler Perry to direct Black Panther. See, Dude, Tyler Perry is a, a great director. It feels a that feels Tiger a little, Claw. that feels like a little racist, Tiger Claw. Just a little bit, not a lot of bit, just a little bit. And then I don't know if I agree with you, uh, Joe. I don't know if he's a great director, uh, but, they, I mean, but they, it is weird how like they have a, a quote black movie, and they're like, "Well, we got to get a black guy to do it because that's the only thing we can get this black right. director to do." Well, well can, is is he gonna is he gonna direct uh, a Winter Soldier or I've never or, seen. Uh, the next no, Iron Man? No. Very directed. <laughs> well, then, then you can't really speak on it. Then. But yeah. I know he keeps making them. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Little Wayne keeps making out. Tomorrow we'll find whoever chopper. will say yes to them no matter what. Well, he- we got into this on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast in the last few weeks, and I honestly don't care what color, gender, or, uh, well, color and gender uh, the director is. I just want the person with the best vision to make the movie. If well, they happen to be black, to that would be great. <laughs> if if they're white, that's cool too. Doesn't if they're a man, woman, or Wookiee, I don't care. Look, Edgar Edgar, Edgar Winter had, Edgar Edgar White had the best uh, thing, but he isn't directing Ant Man. So, well, we don't know what Edgar Wright was going to do. Like, I, I can't. I'm not convinced that Edgar Wright had the best vision. Like, especially considering what ended up happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because I could totally see his movie not fitting in with anything else that they ended up doing with, like, this Avenger thing. And, I watched and, interviews with uh, with Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly, and they're like, so why did you decide to do this, this, and bo- do this movie? And both of them said, well, I got on it because of Edgar Wright. That's why I got on it. Like, even now, even though the guy's yeah, gone, he got, they got fired, right. they still, <laughs> they still they, they have no problem saying to Marvel, no, I got here because of the guy that you guys fired, or the guy that right. left. That's why I'm still here. And, and nobody, and nobody is disagreeing with that because obviously, Ed, I mean, Edgar Wright is an amazing director and a great visionary. But what we're saying is, Edgar Wright was a part of the the movie before Marvel as a mm-hmm. studio had a vision for what they wanted their comic book movie universe to be. And let let's face it, Edgar Wright couldn't get it made. I mean, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say he could get it made. He was he was fired within weeks of the movie going into production. Right. Was, but but uh, it went into production only because Marvel decided to back him. Yeah, but I think it was like I feel like I feel like Edgar Wright got the bait and switch a little bit. And I can't be mad at that because it's like I think it was bad for Edgar Wright. I think it might have been better for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Edgar Wright had a vision of a movie he wanted to make that was separate and apart from any other yes. movie that Marvel was going to create. It's funny if if uh, Paul Rudd 
said he liked the fact that Edgar Wright was involved, considering he helped rewrite the script. I mean, Paul Rudd is a is a businessman, you know. It's like if Edgar Wright decides to leave, he's not going to be like, well, I got to go too. Unless, of course, they screw over Edgar Wright, which I don't think happened. I think Edgar Wright and Marvel Studios understood that at the end of the day, their vi- like Marvel Studios' vision for what an Ant-Man movie should be changed. And Edgar Wright had the same vision that he came to the table with for what the Ant-Man movie should be like. And it ended up being two very different visions. And so at, at the end of the day, they were just like, guess what? We just have to do different things. And that's okay. I mean, I think that's okay on both ends because it's not like Edgar Wright didn't get paid. He nah, got, that ain't right. How's it not right? I mean, like, Marvel is running a business. And they're like, guess what? We got, we're, we're catching on fire here with this friggin' Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Avengers thing. It's like, your movie doesn't fit. We can't mess around and be like, oh, well, we made you a promise, which is not even a promise. It's like, because realistically, if, if Edgar Wright had gotten the joint made early, he might have been one of the architects of the Marvel Cinematic Universe just by default because it would have been Iron Man and Ant-Man, you know? And whatever happened from there, they had to work around that. But he didn't make his movie quick. He made his movie slow. So they were like, you know what? Yeah, we kind of did these things already. So we need you to tweak this. And if Edgar Wright's like, well, I'm not going to tweak it. It's like, okay, well, Edgar, then you've got to go. <laughs> that's the end of that's the conversation. Yeah, they they have to protect the brand and the franchise. And it especially, has to tie into the other movies. The money. You're right. Especially, like, if, if Iron Man was a success and friggin', uh, uh, friggin', uh, Iron Man 2 was a flop because Iron Man 2 is really where you get the basis for the shared universe. Yeah. If Iron Man 2 was a flop, then Edgar Rice Ant-Man would have just been like, okay, well, let's do this now. But with Iron Man 2 being a success as well, and they leading into Hulk, they're like, listen, Edgar, we need you to get on the board with this. Like, can you tie your movie into Hulk and Ant-Man? And if Edgar's like, well, no. It's like, well, we kind of really need you to tie it into freaking Iron Man and Ant-Man because guess what? Those joints are financially viable. Cause it's like you know, none of us have to. None of us have to wonder if Hulk. Like you don't have to wonder by the time you get to Iron Man two, if Iron Man is more financially viable than Ant Man, and then Hulk has already proven that it's more financially viable than Ant Man. Everyone, everyone in the whole world knows who the Hulk is, the Incredible Hulk, because of Lou Ferrigno and friggin' two movies at this point. So it's just kind of like, guess what? No one in the world has ever heard of Ant-Man, so we need you to change it to get with these things because we, we got plans. Because we're going to go to an Avenger movie. And if, if freaking Edgar Wright's like, well, I don't know if Ant-Man should be an Avenger. Marvel is like, well, you know he's an original Avenger, right? They're like, no, but Eric O'Grady. What? Well, <laughs> no one cares about Eric O'Grady. Wright's main thing was he wanted to do, and I'm reading a article off a uh, denogeek.us and they're basically talking about how the movie would be different if Edgar Wright had done it mm-hmm. and they're what they're saying is the basic what Edgar Wright wanted was a heist slash passing the torch movie mm-hmm. 
And so, if that is the case, there's not really anything to tie it to the other Marvel, to Iron Man or Hulk. Well, but sure you can. You put the same scene that they put in this movie, which I'm not going to spoil. Yeah. You put, the same, you put the same scene in this movie that actually came out into his movie, and it ties in. That's not if his movie was done before Iron Man. Well, but, I mean, no, no, but you're that not... scene you're talking about is completely different if there's only an Iron Man and Hulk. Well, yeah, but but, movie. but understand that it's not like Edgar Wright walked away in 2008 or 2000 and like friggin' like 10. Edgar Wright was having troubles making Iron, I mean, making Ant Man happen and walked away from this movie in like what 2012 or 20 like 13? 2014. There you go. 20. All, he he walked away started. last March. There you go. About uh, a month before it went into production. So a year and a half ago is when Edgar Wright walked away. And it's like, it's not like, it's not even like he can mess around and even deny the fact that this stuff is a successful thing. It's like, that's Avengers had already happened. It's like, and you could, you could have very easily switched up that scene to something within Iron Man 1 or 2. Right, exactly, exactly. Because right, Iron Man proved that black guys are interchangeable. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Damn it. But here, but yeah, so it's like Edgar just had to get on the page. And honestly, I mean, it, there's a lot of people, because, you know, I mean, Iron, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I keep saying Iron Man. Ant-Man did decently in the box office, but it didn't perform to the levels that Marvel was hoping. It was just shy of it. Don't get me wrong. I think it made like, $58 million or something like that and everybody was looking for it to make like 65 which is on par with like Thor the first Thor and the first I Captain mean, America I've and that's really they just recently I never knew there was an ant hero called Ant-Man of course but but there was until this movie came out so you can't I mean well but but you can only because well with Guardians people no no well, Guardians what I mean a talking raccoon with a gun just gets people interested. I don't. A see guy that. talking to ants. Here's the thing: I feel like as many people as that would pique their interest, it as many people as a talking g- raccoon with a gun would just be like, "I'm out." And the only thing that saves that movie is word of mouth. I think that there was a lot of people. Well, not I shouldn't say that. Not the only thing because the Marvel brand brings a lot of people. Just period. At that point. They're just like, it's, Mar- it's a Marvel movie, I'm going to go watch it. And that's what happened. And then when it's good or fun, as you say, you know, there's a lot of people that are just go out and say, guess what? I had the best time watching Guardians of the Galaxy. And there's a whole group of people that weren't going to go see it because there's a talking tree and a friggin' raccoon with a gun in it. And they're like, well, I guess I'll go see it now. And they go see it on Sunday, and it ends up being ridiculously, like, I think, I think Guardians made, like, something like $90 million that opening weekend or something like that. It was a ridiculous amount of money. But I, Ant-Man doesn't do that. Like I, Ant-Man does like 58. But in the grand scheme of things, $58 million is a lot of, a lot of money. And it, it's also, it was more than enough to take the number one spot in the box office domestically. And which I think they said it was like well, I mean, the, 11th, the 11th Marvel movie in yes. a row to take. The number one's 11th or 12th. I mean, look at yeah. what this competition was. Well, it's like, don't say that. Cause like, let me look. 
internationally, I don't think Ant Man was the number one movie. I think it was like Minions or right. something like that. I mean, yeah, Minions has international appeal. Well, more international appeal than Ant Man. I, I don't. But do you know why that is? I don't know why that is. Yeah, because Ant Man is all white people, or it's a family film. <laughs> but but minions aren't people at all. Yeah, They're yellow so guess, people. Yeah, so it 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 can be anybody. It's easy to to get get uh to get people in there to see. So you know what I'm saying. They're yellow, so it plays well in in the Asian. That's just racist. And aren't all minions male? I, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, aren't they asexual? Don't oh, yeah, like I don't they think have they have a sex. To me. <laughs> I'm just saying they're not they're not a race. They're not a sex. They, they don't have genitals. They're not people, right? They're not people. I they, mean, they do have butts. I saw that in butts. the preview. I saw that in the preview. I was I like, believe that's a naked minion. Their arms are international. Male, but I don't know how they reproduce. Why would they be all male if they're no genitals? Yeah, they're nothing. That sounds like your friggin' your friggin' chauvinism coming through, Jay. I just they reproduce like, a, like single cell organisms, which is where they come from. You like say, you're saying all, a, girl, a girl can't be named Bob? What if her name's Bobby? I mean, they never say Bobby. Oh, yeah, but her most, name Bobby. Her name, name is Bob. Bob. Yeah, most, you never named, you never met a girl named Mike. I know a girl named Bruce. There you go. No, I you never, never met, met a boy a named Sue. No, Johnny Cash did. There you go. I'm just saying, Jay. Stop, stop beating us with your friggin' your metaphorical penis. We don't like it. My no, point is, Ant Man's a failure. Everyone yeah, likes my metaphorical penis. <laughs> for one thing. <laughs> Wait, Derek Age. What's the bottom line? Ant Man's a failure internationally. It's not a failure. It came in like number two. And and trust me, it's like it's crazy because I, I think. Mean- I think we were talking I, about what it's up against. It's like it's up against minions. It's up against what the gallows. It's like there's still like Terminator. That's a big movie. It's, yeah, but that's it's a, gonna a, it's a, gonna go up against Pixels a, next month. week. It's been like two weeks. It's been like three weeks. I don't know if that's true, Joe. It's like most of the like it came out at a good time where you've the people that have seen wanted to see Terminator have already seen it. You can't say that it came out at a good time. It it was given a wide berth because it's a Marvel movie. Because there were movies that were scheduled at this on that weekend that moved because they're like, yeah. I don't want to go up against Ant Man, which is sad because you're like, it's Ant Man. It's not Captain America. It's Ant Man. But guess what? They're like, it says Marvel at the top. No thing. <laughs> no. So, and it's the same time that yeah, the Guardians it. It came Marvel, out. They'll go see it anyways. Say it again, Moses. Like it's the same time that Guardians came out, and Guardians was like number one. Right, right. And, and Guardians it, came out August first. Ant Man was number one too. Summer. No, no. It, it's it's a similar it's a similar spot. No question. It, the soft the soft part of the summer for movies. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But but you know Ant Man Ant Man is definitely. Uh, it's not a failure by any means. It might. It definitely came in. It underperformed by Marvel standards. But this is kind of like when you talk about like a bad Jay Z album. You know, what I'm saying it's like would you say. What I say? What would you say? The movie is a sleeper hit. No, no, no. It's not a sleeper hit. I would say that it's it's a a, a hit that didn't hit as hard as people would have hoped. Well, and, and I a, cu- a, cu- a couple things. First of all, Marvel. 
just recently upped their expectations for the movie. Right. Within the last month. Right. Because Paul Rudd has some. Uh, a fan base. Yeah, has a decent fan base, and it's grown recently, I guess, from some movie. And uh, so they they upped their expectations for the movie. And secondly, I think uh, this movie has legs, just like Guardians. Guardians w- uh, did well the opening weekend. I would agree with you. And But I think if it, you know, by word of mouth, good reviews, all of that, I think over the next three, four weeks, it could hit $200 million. Oh, and here's the thing. The movie cost like a hundred and like thirty million dollars to make. Yeah, but it's, half of that is Baskin Robbins money, so they don't have to pay yeah. that back. I I hey, what I know is the budget they say is hundred and thirty million, which I think is like half of the Avengers budget or the Avengers two budget, right? It's already right. grossed or Robert Downey Jr. salary. <laughs> it's already grossed like 115 altogether in its opening weekend. So it's going to clear its budget without question. It's not like anybody's going to, you know, no one's going to the, the poor house because they backed Ant-Man. And, again, and then you got Blu-ray. Yeah, because they sales. also have to count the worldwide box office sales. No, no, no. It, now, we, we, always talk about, we, always, we always talk about does a movie make more than its budget, but people forget and it was kind of a joke, but not really, where a company like Baskin-Robbins, who's featured prominently, will give a lot of money and don't expect anything back because they're they're paying for commercial space, really. Right. So they don't have to make 130 to make a profit. Right. No, that and that's true. But the fact is, if they do make the 130, like, it's smooth sailing. Like, everything above that is icing because the movie paid for itself. And I think, I mean, I don't think that there's any question that Ant-Man will make another, like, 15 mil in the course of this week. Like, it'll do that easy. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to go up, it's going to go up against Pixels this weekend. Do you really think Pixels so, is going to make a lot of money? Well, I mean, uh, uh, I Pixels is a movie that's based on nostalgia, and a lot of people are going to want to see it, despite Adam Sandler being in it. They're Damn. dumping that movie. <laughs> That movie, pixels are being dumped in the theater. I don't even. I don't think even the the studio has any um any real expectations expectations I, for it. Yeah, I feel like Tiger Claw's actually making sense. I I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like it is it is based in nostalgia, and I think that people. I'm going, and, and it's not to say that people will see it necessarily in spite of Adam Sandler, but I think well, there, I know people are starting to get tired of him. Well, right, but I think there are people that are Adam Sandler fans that will go see it, and there are people that are not Adam Sandler fans that will go see it because it has Pac-Man in it. His, movie, his last movie spent like a week in theaters before it hit Netflix. What movie was that? The Cobbler. Exactly. The Cobbler? Yeah. Did that even make theaters? I was like, I don't it know. It was what? in theaters for like half a day. The Cobbler. And That's a movie where he's a cobbler and he puts now, on people's shoes. I was about to say, when you said Cobbler, he's a shoemaker? Yeah, he's yes. a human. And he literally walks in other people's shoes and he kind of like becomes them or something like that. That's hilarious. I, I don't remember that. <laughs> that that is not hilarious. Uh, no, no. I'm talking about hilarious in the sense no. that that was a movie that you're saying was in theaters. And I'm like, I've never heard of that. Like, was there. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't even a comedy. I'm pretty sure he was trying to be serious on that one. What? 
So, well, because he's a cobbler, he ha- it has to take place in like the eighteen hundreds, though, right? Oh no, nope, it is modern time. day. That's the power. <laughs> that's the power of having your own uh, own oh, own uh, movie deal with the studio, where you I'm have to saying, make have to make a certain number of movies before they get. How ready. much of modern America even knows what a cobbler is outside of a dessert? <laughs> I'm just saying, like you yeah. know, you know how bright you have to be to be like, oh. The cobbler. I understand. That's a person that makes shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just and that and and that guy's next movie is based on a giant Pac-Man. So like, really? But by the way, forget how many people would know what a cobbler is. How many people have been to a cobbler lately? Nobody's ever been to a cobbler. They don't call them cobblers anymore. Not in America. Maybe in England. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying. We have one in North Dakota. No, they don't. Stop it, Oz. Yeah, yeah. It I've, co- I've, cobbler. <laughs> yeah. It says cobbler shop. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the pixels isn't even based off of modern video games, so it's not like they get modern gamers. They're they're going for, like 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 you guys said, nostalgia gamers. But that's like what for that was going down like forty at, uh, years ago. The movie. My, my wife saw the trailer a short and said film on day one. Wait, wait. Say that again. Uh, Tyreek Lowe says based on a short film. Uh, Pixel Pixels is actually ba- based on a short film that came out years ago. It was like two minutes, <laughs> and one of the studios <laughs> bought the rights to that, and they made a movie out of it. Yeah, this is this is not help. This is not helping your uh... help it at all. Chip, yeah. what were you saying, Ben? Well, my wife saw the trailer, and she said we're going day one. Wow, she's a she's a huge retro gamer fan. You, and... you married well, Chip. Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is that your best friend? Yes, she is. There you go. You mean it, or are you just saying that because that's what they No, just I mean saying it. that because he's married, so he's got to. You can say it. Like, who's your real friendship? She'll know. I, I would She'll say know. my wife. Oh. She, I mean, anyone who listens to our shows knows the shit she puts up with with me, allowing me to go out to all these great conventions and uh, coming up with uh, you know great fun adventures and uh, vacations. Oh, that's good that you need your best friend at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's like if they have. I was, a, just, a... I was just gonna say, like your best friend's gonna resent you in five years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. the next vacation has to be non-video game related. I've been told. That's oh, your best. Friend oh, what a best friend! Huh? Yeah. yeah, you guys are crazy. Would Listen, you guys I was more like an a... acquaintance. I will would say you... this. Oh, go ahead, Derek. I'm saying, like, would you see, uh, like, a Laverne... How much money do you think a Laverne and Shirley or a Mork and Mindy remake would make today? Like, a movie that's, version. It wouldn't. That's, that's not the same thing. It's like, nostalgia from the same, from the same but, time. But, no, no, but... but the same And I'm sure time, some people are going to be like, oh, I'm there day one. But like, as, as, <sighs> as ingrained in society as Mork and Mindy and, and friggin' Laverne and Shirley are, they're not as big as Pac-Man. Or Donkey, Donkey Kong's in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah, like... Pa- Pac-Man is a is a friggin' international superstar. Okay. Okay. Laverne, okay. We'll we'll see. Okay. Let, let's we're talking ourselves into thinking Pixels is going to be some huge. Super film. Mario. I don't know if it's going to be a huge film. <laughs> I think it'll be top three next week. Uh, I think it's going to be top top five, maybe. Damn. Wait. What else maybe. is coming out? I think it'll week? be number one. Well, come well, on. What else is coming out next week? Well, Ant-Man will still I mean, come it, down. Next week, Ant-Man's not it'll still it'll still make it'll still be in the top three. I I, I would I would not be surprised if we're talking about uh, Ant-Man and Pixels in the top three. The the, the blockbuster next week. 
What up? What's oh. the big? Is there a big release next week? Pixels is it? Pixels. Oh well, damn. Do we and know forget what? Adam Sandler. Yeah. Kevin James is in it. The uh, the ball cop, Paul Blart. Paul Blart is they second movie of the year. Look, Tyrion's in it too. Right? They, Game of Thrones fans. Oh, that like, you know what? I don't even know how. Pixels. Oh, the other sweet man number two. I hope the other movie that's opening. The other movie that's opening uh, this weekend as well is Southpaw. That's alternative. That's that boxing movie. Yeah, that's alternative. Yeah, like that's that's, that's the people that won't go to see Ant Man or Pixels. They're like, well, there's Southpaw. <laughs> and then the people that are like that wait longer to go to movies will go see Terminator. So yeah, Pix- Pixels, Ant Man, Southpaw. That's that's the top three. Okay. You don't think Despicable Me will keep stay up there? Not necessarily in that order. Uh, not. I don't think Despicable Despicable Me domestically. Apparently, internationally, they love it. So I can't speak on that. It might. It might be number one internationally. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know what they do internationally. I don't. I'm not even sure what constitutes the international uh, uh, market. I don't know if it's like just not America. I mean, or if they have like. Particular regions. They, they, is there another Despicable Me movie? The Minions. Minions is a. Sp- oh, that's not Despicable Me though. But it, that's, like, that's more of a prequel. It performed, but the, yeah, I mean, it has a lot to appeal to foreign audiences, especially it, like. There's another movie that came out that that did surprisingly well. Uh, you heard of a movie called Trainwreck? Yeah, that's the no, fantasy football thing. Amy Schumer. Yeah, yeah. Amy Schumer did her thing with that. I haven't seen the movie though. I hear it's good. I mean, from what I've been hearing about Amy Schumer and like from snippets I've seen from her TV show, like I'm sure it was hilarious. Have you seen her stand-up comedy? Mm-mm. You'd really like it. It's very funny. Yeah, and she's kind of hot for her age. Oh, how dare you, Oz? Why you gotta be so? What is she like? Thirty? She's not right. Exactly. She, oh, look, 30. I'm not buying a 30 year old car. Just Hanson, which are just like, oh. Hey, your, your girlfriend's like 40, dude. Who? Uh, Oz. Yeah, but she ages like a hobbit. <laughs> did you see those? Uh, did you see those pictures of Amy Schumer? The brandy plugs aren't exactly modeling. Wait, what did you say, Tyra Claus? Pictures of Amy Schumer doing what? Uh, Amy Schumer did a uh, uh, did a thing on GQ, which was Star Wars themed. All her pictures of her. Oh no, I didn't see that. Amy Amy Schumer doesn't have to dress up and nerd stuff for me. I'd I'd hold her hand in public. She has a she has she's a cute chick, and she has an amazing personality, and she'll make you laugh. I'm down. I mean, I do her, but not in public. See. That's because you're a bastard. You know what? Why is Darth Vader on the line? <laughs> Let me say this real quick, too, because this is something I wanted to comment on before, but we were moving along, and I, and I didn't want to stop progress. Uh, going back to a black director on Black Panther, it's like I understand where everyone comes from in that regard, where you're like, oh, you're going to give the black director the black character and and I can see the 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 merit in that where you're just like I don't know if you that's the way it should be Um, but at the same time it's kind of like if you put a white person in there to and it didn't come out right 
the first thing people would say would be like, why didn't they put a black person to 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 direct the movie? And it's kind of like you know you can't now they ha- now they have their out. They tried, <laughs> but but it's I just think it's unfortunate because it's like I do feel that there's a part of of like I mean I know Dwayne McDuffie was always big whether he was talking about comic books or talking about animation where he was like you know you shouldn't rely on other people to tell your stories it's like you tell your own you tell your own stories and it's like for that reason I would be like I would say that I would appreciate if they would try to get a a black person to direct the Black Panther movie I'm not saying it's a necessity because I don't feel like only a black person can make it right because obviously there, there's definitely the wrong black person that could be put into that role the same way that they could be like the right white person or the right black person or the right Asian or Latino or, or you know well you know Larry what? He, was a man, he was a man that really stuck to his guns during McDuffie he went to a black doctor and look where he is now. Are you are you trying to say black doctors are, are the reason why Dwayne McDuffie's dead today? Is that what you're trying to it say? It was malpractice. Oh, see, that's not right. That's not right, Moses. Um, see, but it's perfect, not. He's dead. But no, but real, but realistically, Michael Jackson had a black doctor. <laughs> yeah, but Michael Jackson had a, a whole slew of issues that have nothing to do. Another white man dying at the hands of a black man. <laughs> But no, and, and so it's like I just I don't know I I don't feel like I, I while while I definitely don't like I would like Marvel both as a movie studio and as a publisher to hire more black people and people of color in general just because they have more than enough white men over there. It would be nice if they would you know diversify in regards to their writers, um, and and diversify in regards to their uh their directors and such but um uh I, you know at the same time i was just kind of like i just don't i don't want it to be a thing where or at least i guess i want to go on the record and saying like i don't have a problem with them having hiring or or approaching a, a person that has made a film with black people in it that they feel is a good director and be like hey you might be a good fit for the Black Panther movie, because I don't feel like there's any reason that um, if the director, the director of Selma, which her name is, uh, it's it's Ava, right? Ava, Ava something or other, yeah. That movie. Duvernay. Ava, Ava Duvernay. I don't feel like there's any reason where if she does Black Panther and knocked it out the park that they might not think about her down the line for a different movie. Come on, uh, let's, let's be realistic. Well, but, what's, look, what's unrealistic uh, about that? Like, it's not like you know, unless unless you're the fo- a former king of Wakanda, I don't think uh, you really have any idea what the Black Panther experience is. Anyways, you know well, what, Chip's right because I, tons of I don't stories think to tell yeah, you just what because it's like. the Black experience has nothing has literally nothing to do with the Black Panther movie because. The being black in Wakanda is a whole different thing yes. than being black Bla- in America. Black, black is only an American term. Like it's in Africa, they're not black. They're Kenyan, they're Somalian, they're Wakandan, whatever. In 
um, in Europe, it's uh, slightly different. In Central America, there's a ton of blacks in Central America, and they're just Central American. Wakanda looks at America like we're a bunch of rubes. Like, see, but but I don't. I, I mean, we all understand that Wakanda is not a real place. <laughs> like, it, there's there's no Wakanda in Africa. It's real and, to me. And, just, it's, and just, it's real to there, me. There is no Wakanda in Africa. And to say to act I as that was like by the Ivory Coast. To act as if that you know. A white person has just as much of a perspective on what it's like to be Wakandan, even though it's not a real place, as a black person, I think is a bit disingenuous because it's like... What? You just said it doesn't exist. Well, it's it's supposed to be in Africa, which is a, a real place. And it's like, if you're telling me that, you know, a white person has a better handle on what it means to be African than an African-American, I don't know yes. if I believe that. Well, I what? believe they have the exact same... Uh, what? I, I have no idea what it's like to be African. I don't you, think that's true. I don't think Larry, you uh, have no idea what it's like to be I a superhero, but you can write one, probably. Oh yeah, that's true. That that's who true. directed Coming to America. Let's get that guy. No, I don't know who did it, but I'm just saying that's that's not the tone you want for Black Panther. That's the tone they had in Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes. No, who, who directed Lion King? Lion King is closer, <laughs> but. I wouldn't be surprised if Lion King was directed by a white person. I mean, I don't. That's it was. who directed Lion King. There who directed Roots? That first episode. <laughs> I think Oscar is right. Uh, the director of Coming to America could work because he's John Landis. No, see, but that's why you're wrong. Kyle. I'd go with John Landis. Oh, damn, if he's agreeing with me, I, I, re, I rescind my comment. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want John Landis directed the the friggin'. I, I mean, the friggin' Max Black Landis. Man. No, definitely not Max Landis. Max Landis probably... Max Landis is the guy that will tell you... He's like, I definitely understand Wakanda better than any black person. <laughs> like, Max Landis will do that. And he's like, damn it, Max Landis, I don't want to punch you. Wait, did a white guy do that movie? And, and here's the thing. Max Landis will punch me right back. It'll be a full-on brawl. Yes. It'll be, it'll be Fantastic Forum versus Max Landis' crew. Hold on, hold on. A white guy did Coming to America with... Totally explains the black experience in America. Well, a black guy stood by while while Eddie Murphy did did all the work. Wait, who who directed Coming to America? John Landis. John Landis. Well, John Landis. Oh, right, right. Okay, got it. Yeah, I that was a good movie, and I felt like I understood the uh, African nation experience. You're what hilarious. is what? I still don't get what Wakanda has to do with. Black America. He's, 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 Didn't Eddie Murphy come from Wakanda? I'm saying, but listen, oh. listen. We act as if the Black Panther movie is all going to take place in Africa. The chances are that only a part of that movie is going to be in Wakanda, and the great majority of it will be in America. Well, he's going to show up. He's going to show up to New York and try to get a cab, and we're going to understand how it feels. Ugh, they won't even pick up. I think. The Wakanda King. You you act. You, uh, it, wouldn't Wakanda have a? Wouldn't the King of Wakanda have a limo? Yeah, I would hope. Exactly. I mean, so, I mean, but, yeah. but it's not like you know. Just because you're the King of Wakanda doesn't mean you come to New York and act like you're the King of Wakanda. You might be trying to friggin' like you know stay oh, key. I'm not watching that movie. Why yeah, not? Look, he. I want. I if it, he better. Go straight up to uh, the Avengers Tower and ring the doorbell, and they'd be like, "Oh, you're the King of Wakanda. We're gonna let you in." I was like, "Oh, there's a black guy at the door." 
mean, if you're Quick, the king lock, of going to the United States, Some, somebody somebody's hide the keys to the Quinjet profile. It, like, let me put it like this: I would like to believe that. I mean, it's not to say that Black Panther has a secret identity in the traditional sense of things, but the fact, like, everyone in Wakanda knows that T'Challa and Black Panther are the same person. Now, outside of Wakanda, everyone doesn't need to know that, especially in America. Wait, come on. Like, see... <sighs> what? What? You're talking that, to me that, like... That, 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 that's just making America seem bad. Like, oh, we don't know who the leader of the most powerful... One of the most powerful nations in the world is, oh, which no. Wakanda is in, in the MCU. Wakanda is a technological marvel uh, above any other country. Derek, name one leader of an African nation right now. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I thought I was going to get you. Here's a, here's the scary part. I was like, I'm going to get him because I know like five. And I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like, that guy's dead. I'll give you a clue. It's not Mandela. <laughs> oh, no. he, he was going to be first. I was like, oh, well, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's too funny, man. But well, I think Derek makes a fair point in that Wakanda being a world superpower. Listen, and may, maybe Joe Bag of Donuts doesn't know no. who he is, but no. anybody who follows politics, you got to see. This is this is why you guys. This is how I know you guys don't read enough Black Panther comic books. Wakanda is a world superpower. It is in fact a technological marvel. Everyone right. knows this. But it's, it's, it's friggin' notoriously reclusive. And it's not to say that no one understands or knows that T'Challa is the king of Wakanda. Everyone knows that. They don't know anything else about this fool. They don't know he's the Black Panther. They don't know that. They don't even know that a Black Panther exists outside of the fact that Black Panther is an Avenger. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's not like it's not... Even though we, like, I've said it on this show myself where I'm like, Black Panther is Tony Stark and Captain America put together for Africa. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's the truth. But America in the, Marvel, in the Marvel Universe doesn't look at Black Panther that way. All they know is that there's an Avenger named Black Panther. They don't know that he's as smart or, or smarter than Tony Stark. They don't know that he's the friggin'. Uh, a poster boy for Wakanda. They don't know that. They just know that he's uh, this Avenger guy. That, and from their perspective, he's Hawkeye. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, there's Hawkeye. I've heard of him. He's he's with the bone arrows. It's like, oh, and yeah, there's a Black Panther. He has claws, right? And that's it. They don't they don't know his connections to vibranium. They don't know any of that stuff. All they don't they, even know he's black. They, no, but really, I don't think they do because he wears a full body man, a full body costume. They don't see any black skin under that joint unless this fool gets messed up terribly and someone happens to catch it on film. But they're probably Which doesn't not, happen often. It doesn't because Black, He's Panther, black Panther, he handles his. Which he puts Silver Surfer in the chicken wing. <laughs> that did happen. Exactly. Power causing my ass. I got you in this chicken wing. <laughs> this is how we do it in Africa. But that's what, that's what I'm saying where it's like, you know, it, it's not like, like we know because we're the readers. But if you're talking about what your average person in the Marvel Universe knows they don't even make a connection between T'Challa, the King of Wakanda, and the Black Panther. And yeah, that's only people in the know know. Right. 
And that's and that's all I'm saying. It's like if you read these comic books, well, TMZ was at the wedding. That's hilarious of of T'Challa and Storm talking. Yeah, yes. And and don't get me wrong. At that point, I think people like a lot of the people in the Marvel universe would know. Like that's the most open he's been. Right. Like that is actually when and, when he takes over the Fantastic Four is when people start really finding out who he is right. and what his connections and, are. And that's in big part to Storm's influence saying, like, you know, you have to, like, become more international. And the entire nation of Wakanda hates Storm for this. Where they're just like, dude, like, we understand that you have this, like, you know, American queen that you say is from Africa, <laughs> you know, and you want to do things different now, but they're like, this is not our way. They're like, this is not how Wakanda does stuff and they were at no point did Wakanda embrace Storm at no point to the very point where they're like damn it you remember how our nation got like friggin drowned we're pretty sure that was Storm's fault (laughs) and you know it's hard to like say no because it's like it was a mutant that did it and they're just like oh yeah that's your mutant wife that went against you when AVX happened and then we got drowned and we're like, well, T'Challa, really? <laughs> and now he's like, oh yeah, I'm the like this fool. This fool lost his crown over that joint, and then his little sister became the king or queen because <laughs> she's a woman. <laughs> I don't know. Women could be kings, can they? Mm-hmm. Do they have to have an operation? No, it's just <laughs> women. It's women can win, the, win decathlons too, but. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what? Women can cathalons? Is that what you said? Yes. It's yes. Kind of like how, you know, they're. I'm sure women can do anything men let them do, but that doesn't mean they can. And cool. the woman from Hammer or from Sword, who I'm having trouble remembering her name, they refer to her as Sir. Yeah, but I mean, I think. It's like the same thing. No, I think I think Sir is different. It's like a military thing. What's the girl's name? You're talking about Brand. No, uh, the. T'Challa's sister. Oh, uh, I think her. No, what's what's her name? I don't remember. Calling the woman queen doesn't really lessen her over a king. I mean, well, it's kind of it, an equal thing. There, it, it is. It's an equal thing. It depends on the society. That's true, because some societies are matriarchal and some are patriarchal. Well, this, right. this this is a conversation that's never going to be. We're never going to fix this one. It's like, oh, it's, look. We fix very few things on Fantastic Four. <laughs> like we break a lot of stuff. We do. We do. We break stereotypes, mores, social mores. Uh, we break streams. boundaries. Streams. <laughs> boundaries. We we break expectations, and and friggin' uh, we break common decency. We do M- more than anything else. And break bridges sometimes. See, you're supposed to burn those, Tiger Claw. You burn the bridges. I don't think we've broken any lately, though, right? Like Jim Lee was the last one, right? I don't know who. who and him, he like that's not even official yet. I'm not sure that I'm not sure we're doing it any less. I think we just stopped keeping track. <laughs> even Lifeo will like wave at us. I missed last Comic Con, so I can't. So I haven't burned anything lately. Right. So has anyone seen the Black Panther animated series? Yes. No. Okay. I've seen part of it. Yeah, the one that they showed on BET, the stop, right. the stop motion joint. Yeah, I don't okay. watch BET. 
That's true. Joe. Or I try not to. Joe does his very best to avoid BET at all costs. And her name is Shuri. Ah, there you go. Shuri. That sounds familiar. You've seen it. She was in those Avengers books. Like in the Illuminati and stuff. Right. So King Shuri. No, Queen. She could be king if she wanted. No, because she doesn't have a penis. No, you don't have to have a penis to be a king. I'm pretty sure women can do anything a man can do, including be king. No, you can you can or rule. president. You can be you can rule, but it's not like it's like oh, it's just like Mister and Mrs. Like a, a woman can't be a Mister. She's she's Mrs. I'm pretty sure a woman can't get an erection. <laughs> he may got you there, Joe. No, for if her thing is big enough, like old Are we boys, talking about her clitters? Right. <laughs> okay, now, I, now we've gone off way off off topic, I believe. I, I now, have you say. ever seen Clerks 2? They talk about know. it in there. The show started with a discussion of Snatch. <laughs> that did. That is what happened. Am I the only one here that's seen Clerks 2? No, no, I've seen it. I've seen Clerks 2. It's just so you know what I'm talking relevant about. relevant to real life. I do. Okay, good. They also talk about, you know, the porch... Snatch. I don't know what he's talking about. How I many uh, monkey after porch? So I is, think it's uh, time for the wrap up music. So yeah. it may be time for news. <laughs> I think I think Mo's right. It might be time for wrap up music, unless there's a burning news story that's like really making somebody say like we have to talk about this right now because I did go through the news. And there's some decent stuff. Like there's, if I'm going to mention, well, just, just give us one story. I, I'll mention uh, Baltimore Comic Con has decided to make Mark Wade their guest of honor. Which, oh my god, I wish I was going. Yeah, no, I mean Mark Mark Wade's awesome, and it is one of those things where it's like I, I don't understand why Mark Wade only just barely gets his due, but slowly but surely, people are understanding that Mark Wade is a is a writer worth worth his weight. <laughs> Which is so crazy because it's like, why? Why do you have to do anything outside of Kingdom Come? I don't understand that, but hey, I'm actually like trying to go to Baltimore Comic Con. Are you really? That'd be yeah. I always wanted to go. Have you ever? And now I have a job where I can just like go. Yeah, you got money, and you, yeah, you can take the time off, huh? Yeah. Um, Baltimore is an amazing city. And so I, w- I know I, I like I've always wanted to go to Baltimore, period, just because I read the Mike Mignola book, Baltimore, <laughs> but, which has nothing to do with so not awesome Baltimore. Dude. Yeah. Like he's a great it, writer. The, the Inner Harbor is a nice area from what I've seen. Yeah. But no, it's a cool it's a cool city. So if you can't go, you should go. I think it's- and it's the birthplace of uh, Edgar Allan Poe. There you go. It's uh, late September that that's going down. So, if you're in the in the Maryland, Baltimore area, you should definitely think about. And you're listening, you should think about going to Baltimore Comic Con. I'm sure it's awesome. You know, there's a great movie about Edgar Allan Poe called The Raven. <laughs> what? I saw that. The it, Raven. You say it's really good. It's wow. not that great. I wonder where they got that title from. From his poem. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. There's like a killer, like 
copying all of his poems, and so the police get him to like help find him since he thinks they think the same way. Gotcha. That's cool. Um, I did mention that they showed some more images of uh, some of the new X Men from that X Men Apocalypse movie. Yeah, he doesn't look too bad. <laughs> Who Apocalypse? Yeah. Oh, so I will. I will pee on you right now, Joe. He looks terrible. What's, like, what's, what's funny about Mohawk that is Storm. that, dude, Mohawk Storm looks fantastic. She what's looks funny so- about that? A lot of people think. A lot of people are comparing him to Ivan Ooze. Yeah, from the Power Rangers, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he he looks like that Power Ranger guy, which is sad from the which Power one? Ranger movie. I don't remember. I'll show you. It's been too long. It's okay. I'll I'll show you, and you'll you'll be like, yeah, that's what he looks like, and. and and you'll be mad at yourself for thinking that it was okay because you'll look at this and you'll be like, "Damn it!" Well, I mean, okay in the in the uh, vein of like an X Men, I'm just glad he's blue. No, Nightcrawler's blue. That don't make him Apocalypse. Psylocke looks good. I'm saying Psylocke does look good. Like it's an X Men movie. He might not have been blue. Like, he might have turned out Wait, like, as anything. Here's the messed up part. Like, I'm going to show you this, and you'll realize that he's actually purple. <laughs> Which is the messed up part. Look, look at that, Joe. They had pictures of people. Is that what he looks like? Oh, wait, yeah. Joe, have you has played as a... No, I, I saw that. I was, think, I was looking at him first. So. Oh, Yeah. Actually, you know what? He would be a good uh, saw boss. But there were pictures of people that cosplayed. <laughs> that cosplayed as what? Uh, there were people that cosplayed Apocalypse at Comic Con that looked better than the movie version. Yeah. So when do I get more, my, more accurate? When do I get my live action? Wheel, Wheel Warriors. Warriors. It's not happening, Joe. Uh, that's what you said about Guardians. That's what I said. And you know what? Hopefully you'll get it. Because I, I would like to see it. But I'm going to go with it's not happening. Um, but yeah. And uh, Psylocke looks good. And uh, Storm, looks okay. Storm looks good. They should have gotten what's her name to do her. Jubilee looks pretty good too. Anna, what's her name? Anna Packwood? No, from Ant-Man. Nightcrawler looks good too. Who, who from Ant-Man, Joe? Help. The reporter at the end of the movie, the gorgeous one. Oh. <laughs> you said her name like she's a household name. We don't know her name, Joe. I mean, she's done like four movies oh, at this point. Oh, four. Got it. Look, she, she'll be getting her SAG card soon. <laughs> <laughs> like She's done like, come on now. It's like four. Wow. Good for her. I'm sure. I mean, I'm how sure, many movies I'm has sure, Olivia Munn done? I'm sure. Well, like, listen. Olivia Munn has actually probably done more than four movies, and she had a TV show. No, nah, she multiple, had a TV, multiple TV shows. She had TV shows. I don't think she's done movies. She did Magic she Mike. Was in... That's not a movie. What, what, why does Magic Mike not count? <laughs> Look, I, Joe, you you can't just be right, man. You gotta friggin' like, you can't just pretend to be right. You have to actually like know what you're talking about. Only sometimes. No, no. Olivia Munn has probably done more than four movies, which is sad. All right, name them. Don't get me wrong. She hasn't deserved them, but she's name them. Magic Mike Olivia, is one. Olivia Munn has been in Zoolander 2. 
Oh, well, Wait, that what? doesn't count. She's in Zoolander 2 coming up. Oh, coming up. She's in Ride Along 2. Coming up? Coming up. Uh, let's see. She also did uh, Mordecai. See, this chick has already done four movies. She's, the like, li- in four movies coming up. No, Mordecai. Mordecai. Well, yeah, Mordecai came out. Okay. Deliver Us from Evil. She was in that. Deliver Us from Evil? Yeah. Was that Evil or Eva? What? Was that? Deliver Us from Evil or Deliver Us oh. from Eva? No, she Eva. was in that? Yeah. I didn't recognize her. Well, there you go. She was from. She was in Freeloaders. I didn't see she that. She was in Magic Mike. She was in The Baby Makers. She was in I Don't Know How She Does It, which I don't know what that is. But I guarantee you all these movies are bigger movies than the chick that you're talking about is. I know that. They're, they're bigger than Ant-Man. Come on now. Magic Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. She played a reporter in Iron Man 2. Look. Who, Olivia Munn? Yep. Oh, I didn't say look. Well, there you go. So that's one movie bigger than Ant-Man. Right. That with the exact same role. <laughs> the exact same role. And now she's about to be Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse. So that by yeah, so itself. So she's about to be a bigger actress than her. No, she's a bigger actress already. Because she already had all the TV shows. Already. So enough. Enough. Now the question is, will her portrayal of Psylocke be accurate? to the comics. No, no, oh, the, the answer is no. Nothing in that movie is going to be accurate to the comics. Apocalypse is going to be no. And then... Uh, Storm is going to be no. She may look good in the suit, but... Angel's going to be no. Portray the character. Uh, like, also, everything about this movie is going to be no. Right. As compared to the comics. Also, uh, Morrison... Fantastic Four is going to be more... Is going to be closer to the comic than this X Men movie. The Ultimate Comics. To anything, <laughs> like X Men is just off. Uh, Grant Morris. Yeah, it's based on the Ultimate Comics. Where, where? No, that's what I said. Where? We got it. We got it. <laughs> so rap music. <laughs> so it's, it's based on the Ultimate. Even in the Ultimate Universe. They were not like, we're going to have a family, a black family adopt a white girl. That's true. Uh, lastly, uh, Grant Morrison mentioned that he's not a fan of uh, the warrior Wonder Woman and the way she looks in uh, the Batman vs. Superman trailer. So Dude, I don't care what he thinks about movies. Grant Morrison's not a fan of anything. He kills everything. That's not true. I think it is. I think he it's comics, and that's it. Morrison like likes anything that. that he hasn't done himself. You guys are you guys are that's a comic. You guys are confusing Grant Morrison with Alan Moore. The movie yeah. Grant Morrison loves is himself and Lex Luthor. That's just not true. Yeah, like again, you're, you're thinking about Alan Moore. Alan Moore hates everything. Grant Morrison has like he doesn't hate everything. Tell Something's, me the movie he likes. I don't. I don't. Tell know. me any movie he likes, dude. What? How, how am I supposed to like TV anything? show? <laughs> what, what TV show? Is he watching MasterChef? How, how about instead like, of how, Grant Morrison? How about his own name when he has sex? instead of me telling you what he likes? Why don't you tell me all the things he hates? Since it's so easy and he hates everything. What what else does Grant Morrison hate? Tell me. Wonder Woman. Tell me. I'll, I'll listen. Because you're the one who hates the Superman movies. Hey, I, I don't know if that's true. It is. He has. He hasn't said that. He hasn't gone on record saying, "Hey, I hate the Superman movies." Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he does. Well, how do you know? 
He's just that guy. No, he's not he that guy. That's what you're trying to make him that guy. But he has a gun on record saying he hates Superman movies in general. But I'm just saying, like, you can't tell me what he likes, but I could tell you what he hates. He hasn't gone on record and said he loves him either. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're right. He must hate him. Because <laughs> that's how it works. Hate until... Either you either love him or you hate him. I'm just saying, everyone was talking about Man of Steel. The, the fact that he didn't come out and say that he loved it means he hates it. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I don't. Th- I mean, you hated it. That's you true. said it. Fuck. So if he didn't, he must have. No. That, that sounds like a logical fallacy. Which are the best fallacies. Right. All right. So we're going to go to some final thoughts. Uh, we got a lot of people here, and I appreciate you guys all for doing it. So Tiger Claw, why don't you start it off? Give me some final thoughts, buddy. Final thoughts. Uh, Ant-Man was awesome, and go see Pixels this weekend. There it is. Uh, Chip, give me some final thoughts, bud. I'll second uh, Tiger Claw's statement. I loved Ant-Man, and I'm looking forward to Pixels. Well, there you go. Can't be mad at that. Derek H., give me some final thoughts, please, sir. Uh, MacGyver is a bad show. Sliders is better. That's fair. Was that a haiku? <laughs> <laughs> it might it might as well have been. I agree. Oscorp, give me some final thoughts. If you go watch Ant Man, uh, stay after the credits. <laughs> Look, if you weren't gonna do that anyway, we're sorry for you. <laughs> Marvel movie, so you should say anyway. Exactly. So, uh, Ms. H, Ms. H went and saw Ant Man and did not stay to the credits. She was like, she's like, she got up and left. She's like, why is everybody? She's like, Derek, everybody just sat there. I, I didn't get it, but I left. Damn it, Mrs. H. What do you want us to do for her? Nothing. Nothing. He's like nothing. He's like, leave my mom alone. You're, that's a good call. <laughs> that's a real good call. I mean, he heard us talking about snatch loops. <laughs> Derek H is like, please don't have any conversations with my mother. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Jay, give me some final thoughts, buddy. Um, we were talking about Max Landis er- earlier. Yes. Um, he's doing American Ultra, yes. which is about a stoner who's a sleeper agent who gets activated, uh, starring, Je- starring Jesse Eisenberg. This trailer looks amazing. Like, I'm really looking forward to this movie. That's fair. Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, hopefully I can get this archive up. Yeah, Derek, you loser. I'm sorry, Derek. <laughs> please, please get that to Moses. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. Uh, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you thought of Ant-Man. We'll go ahead and read some of those next week. Until then, we're out. Up in the sky, look. It's a plane. It's a plane. It's Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's Comics.
Jeffries Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver, gold, vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver, gold, vintage collection at comicsoneBay.com.